93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, it's Monday, February 8th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. School District of Philadelphia teachers are not to are not mandated to report to school buildings today amid COVID-19 safety concerns. On Friday, Jerry Jordan, the president of the Philadelphia Federation of Teachers, sent an email to members saying they should not go into the buildings on Monday, but they should continue to work. Some 2,000 teachers were expected to return today to prepare for hybrid learning, which is set to start on February 22nd. But the union said that there are still many unanswered safety concerns, including questions over the use of fans for ventilation and the lack of vaccines for teachers. Superintendent William Height called the directive a violation of the collective bargaining agreement reached with the PFT to reopen schools a few months ago. A mediation process is underway. Without a final decision from the mediator, teachers won't be mandated to report, but any teacher who chooses to report is welcome to do so. We remain hopeful that the process will ultimately allow both parties to come to a resolution in time for students to return the week of February 22nd, said a spokesperson for the city. PFT called mediation process a massive victory and said that the actions are still on. School district officials had no comment on Sunday night. Philadelphia's educators are expected to protest the issue <clears throat> this morning. An off-duty Philadelphia police officer is accused of driving under the influence when he allegedly crashed his car into a home, injuring two people inside on Saturday night. A silver Dodge Dart crashed through the home in the 2800 block of Comley Road at about 820 in the evening. A neighbor helped the man inside the home dig through the rubble to find his 53-year-old wife who was pinned under the car. Jeez. Yeah, a bystander also pulled over and he stayed with the driver while he tried to help the couple inside. Emergency crew has arrived and freed the woman, taking her to the hospital in critical condition. One of the couple's dogs was also killed in the crash. Philadelphia police say the driver has been identified as 27-year-old Gregory Campbell, an off-duty police officer with the 14th District. Police say he is charged with driving under the influence, aggravated assault, and related crimes. He was taken to Jefferson Torresdale for a laceration on his head. The consequences of choosing to drive while under the influence are enormous and all too often life-changing, said Police Commissioner Dan- Danielle Outlaw. FOP President John McNesby said he is also sending his thoughts and prayers to the victim's families. Court papers show Campbell was arraigned Sunday evening and his bail was set at 10% of $40,000. Campbell's status with the Philadelphia Police Department is also unknown. A police spokesperson said proper procedures still need to be followed and more information could be coming out today. President Joe Biden says his administration intends to take up the NFL's offer uh, to use the league stadiums as COVID-19 vaccination sites. Biden mentioned that the offer uh, came from Commissioner Roger Goodell in a letter this past week during an interview on CBS's Super Bowl pregame show. Seven NFL stadiums are already being used as vaccination sites. Goodell's offer extends to the rest of them. They're also going to vaccinate the cardboard cutouts, they said, which is very cool for the people in the stands. Biden says, absolutely, we will. When asked if the federal government intends to use all of the stadiums to try to ramp up distribution of vaccines, Biden says it's his hope and expectation that next year's Super Bowl can be played in front of a fan-filled stadium. The NFL allowed 25,000 fans in Tampa Bay's home stadium yesterday. The crowd included 7,500 vaccinated health care workers. Biden didn't give a prediction or pick uh, sides yesterday. He only said that Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes are both great quarterbacks. One is just a younger version, potentially, of an old great quarterback. Not old, in NFL terms, old. In sports this morning...
The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs last night in Super Bowl 55. Tom Brady, the 43-year-old quarterback, threw for 201 yards and three touchdowns and earned his seventh ring and fifth Super Bowl MVP award as the Bucs beat Chiefs 31-9 for their first Super Bowl win since 2003. With the win, Brady has more Super Bowl titles than any franchise in NFL history, topping the six each won by the Steelers and Patriots. Brady also made history with his fifth MVP award, becoming the only player with five. Joe Montana is second with three. The Flyers scored two late goals and went on to beat the Capitals 7-4 yesterday afternoon in Washington. The Capitals opened up a 2-0 lead in the first period, but two goals by Scott Lawton erased that lead. In his first game back after an early season injury, Sean Couturier scored 31 seconds into the third period. Lawton went on to add insurance with, uh, when he completed his first career hat trick with 2.09 to play. And Couturier later added an empty netter to finish off the scoring. The two teams play again tomorrow night in the second game of a two-game set. And the Sixers, who beat the Brooklyn Nets over the weekend and are still in first place in the Eastern Conference, are off until tomorrow night when they'll begin a four-game uh, road trip out west with a matchup against the Kings of Sacramento. Tip-off is scheduled for 10 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Weekend's over, and we are back to business as usual. We got some stuff to get to, including a new Word of the Week prize, and it's solid because it's just 500 bucks, and it's from Tubi. Tubi! Yeah, they're going to set you up with the $500. That simple. Uh, so the letter of the day for the word of the week coming at the end of the program. So stick around with us if you uh, want to win some money because you know what No Sad Do is done. Yes. And we have other things to give away and get to you, so do not miss out on that. Uh, let me see here. It's a bizarre way to start the week, and if you want to read it, go ahead. What, the text says, yeah. what does a mother effer got to do to get some Richard Marks played on this bit? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you need to tune in to be one one There you go. That's, that's where you're going to get Richard Marks. Uh, but actually, he's been here before. He was great. But we are going to welcome someone else on the program today. We Last week, we tried to talk to our listener from Scotland, Ian. And he was on a cell phone, like in the middle of a field. Did and that- we got a lousy signal. So yeah. he's going to call back today. On a so landline. We'll, we'll check in. Yeah, which yeah. should be pretty cool. But actually, he's, he's actually... <laughs> oh, no. There you go. There you, you go, man. It. You went and did it. Right here waiting. You had to pick the... <laughs> This is the Richard Marks I guess song. You're right. Don't this tell is me the... Don't Mean Nothing is better well, than this song. This is the ballad of all ballads. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Guy's going to wait around until you get back. All right. Uh, so I guess we made a young there man's you dream yeah. come true this morning, right? Monday morning. Should we get to the vocals <laughs> yeah. at all? Yeah, as well. I mean, yeah, sure. Here we go. Oceans okay, there we go. Oceans <laughs> apart. Day. You remember the words? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. And I slowly go insane. Oh, my God. Your lower lip is trembling when uh, you sing that. This is my this is my jam, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it means a lot to you, right? I hear I your voice on the line. <laughs> but it doesn't stop the pain. If I see you next to never... How can we see forever? Okay. Come on. I'm- oh, let's just play the whole song. <laughs> Wherever you go, whatever you do, I will be right here waiting for you. By the way, all of us had our eyes closed during that. Did you notice that? Did you not? I know, right? Casey's lip is trembling and our eyes are closed. <laughs> Strong. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay, I mean, 
That's not as bad as it gets. I was uh, on my way to pick up my barbecue for the Super Bowl yesterday, yep. and um, I was singing, and I and I crap you not, uh, church songs, <laughs> because I was at a funeral on Saturday, and okay. they they broke out the all time greatest hits of they were all, jamming out. dude, all of them. <laughs> Kathy, you folks up for a concert? <laughs> one bread, one body. Uh, here I am, Lord. On Eagles wings. On Eagles wings. Ave Maria. I was like, dude. And I got in the mood, and the entire time I was driving. <laughs> did you pull them up? Did you uh, find them, or did you, uh, or are you just singing from memory? It's even worse, Preston. I brought up. Oh, you seriously played the music? I brought up the instrumental versions, so, <laughs> so I you could... can sing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we might have to get that later on. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. we've heard we've heard uh, you do a few. We have recordings of you singing for. Well, the canter was so good at the mass on Saturday that I was, it was like, Richard I, Marks. I, I was like, I think I can do this. Right, okay. I wasn't as good as the canter on Saturday, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just was feeling it. Is it cantor? By the way, I'm not sure. They're, they're the people that sing in front of the congregation and you sing with Choir. the Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, cantor's one person. One though. person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The cantor is a, is a horse running to me. Oh, okay. really? Yeah, so. Oh, okay. Well, they sometimes have singing horses. Which is, <laughs> those are the best masses. <laughs> yeah, those are fun. They did it. Good Monday, you guys. All right. Uh, That's a hell of a mess. Anyhow, we welcome you to Monday morning, and uh, these things and more are taking place. So why don't we take a break, and we'll come back in a second. We'll dive into some of the entertainment stories that we always do. Oh, man. Uh, uh, acting legend passed away on yeah. Friday. We yeah. didn't get a chance to talk about that, so we'll bring that up in the entertainment report. Stupid questions, some stuff to win. Uh, it's on the way. We'll be back in a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. In Shopplay Win Monopoly at Acme, every ticket wins an offer, a prize, or tokens for sweepstakes. It's easy to play. There's no game board. Just scan your tickets from checkout in the Shop Play Win app and see what you won. With over 230 million in prizes and money-saving offers, you could be a winner. No purchase necessary. See rules at ShopPlayWin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. Acme, official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Gonna be clearing my throat a lot during this uh, segment. Just Isn't that annoying? Know. I mean, you have <laughs> liquids in your body. How it causes that much damage? I'll never know. Goes into the part where it's supposed to be air only. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. And and now it feels like I have something stuck in my throat. So this will be fun. Uh, we're going to do the stupid question, and we're going to give away a code for a free rental of the new comedy Barb and Star. Go to Vista Del Mar. And, uh, of course, uh, Kristen Wiig's going to be in it, and uh, Annie Momolo, and so on. So the question that I have for you this morning is, who did Muhammad Ali beat for his third heavyweight championship? 215-263-WMMR. Who did Muhammad Ali beat for his third Heavyweight championship. Third time he won that championship. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. It is Monday, <clears throat> February 8th. John Grisham, the author, celebrates his birthday today. Did you ever get into John Grisham? I read a couple of them. Yeah? What'd you I read, think? I read The Client, and I read another one that I don't remember the name of. Pelican Reef? Outlet. No, it wasn't uh, one of the movie ones. Okay. Free Willy? Uh, nope. He didn't write that. Oh, I, I listened to the audio book of it on my way driving to Philadelphia when I first got my job here, 
And there was a reference to Philadelphia in him, which I thought was so cool because I was <laughs> John Grisham knows about Philadelphia. Listening to it, but it was a uh, you know it was just it was a typical John Grisham legal. I like drama. the movies. I never read yeah. the books. I, I think Pierre's tearing the tour through a lot of John yeah. Grisham. Yeah, it's is good. he a um, like a lawyer? Did yes. he actually go to yeah. law school? Yeah. Okay, correct. It's good beach reading. Uh, you know, and you know what? The firm was on over the weekend, and I really like that story. It is a good movie. But the only thing I don't like about that particular movie is I didn't care for the music, and it distracts okay. me. Yeah, it's Richard Marks. It's not Richard yeah. Marks. Um, but it's not. Um, it, it's no, it's not. No. But it's it, called it, the firm. It takes place in Memphis, I yeah. think, and and so there's a lot of kind of blues and stuff, and it doesn't quite fit with the mob legal drama in my mind. Okay, so it kind of throws me off a little. Stinks. Uh, so well, I didn't say it stinks. Rocky, That's what it stinks. Rocky did. Uh, but John Grisham is 66 today. It's uh, Robert Klein's birthday today as well. One of the uh, seminal comedic influences on my life, Robert Klein. From the beginning, I remember getting a couple of his records uh, and then seeing him at Mm -hmm. the college I was attending. Got to say hi to him and speak with him a little bit. One of the absolute best. I agree. I agree. He is 79 today. Uh, Ted Koppel. Former host of ABC's Nightline. Yeah, a couple. <laughs> That's what he's known around ABC as. In case I was thinking the same. Uh, yeah, I was thinking too. Couple. And if I recall, Steve, Nightline came about because of the Iran uh, hostage. hostage. That's exactly. It was just supposed to be a temporary show. Started to get great ratings, mm. and then they, they kept it going. Actually, they asked them to hold them hostage a little bit longer so oh, they get the show up on its feet. I was no, no, but that. yeah, he, you know, it was, it was, yeah. it became sort of a point television for a lot of people. Yep, and uh, so he is 81 years old today. Yeah, a couple. Uh, Nick, uh, Ted Koppel. Huh? Uh, it is <laughs> It's Nick Nolte's birthday today, too. And it's a biggie for him. He's 80 years 80 old. 80 years old. Man, oh, man. So you're watching The Mandalorian. I just started it, And yeah. he's a, he plays a great way he voices a character. I'm yeah. sure if he's in that costume, they had to surgically alter him. But <laughs> He was Sexiest Man Alive at one point, He right? was, around okay. The Prince of Tides, yeah. mm-hmm. which was the looking. Barbara Streisand-directed he, movie. He was a good-looking guy. Yeah. He was gruff and good-looking. The first time I saw him was in Rich Man, Poor Man. Uh, 48 Hours, Down and Out in Beverly Hills. That's, I'm a ragtop man. That's a great movie. Uh, Prince of Tides, Tropic Thunder. He's oh, that's, well. you, that's a hilarious riff on Nick Nolte. He's 80 today. Uh, Mary Steenburgen. Oh, love her. Love yeah, her. she's great. Uh, Parenthood, she's fantastic. Still a uh, sexy woman. Uh, Philadelphia, remember she was a counselor in that. Uh, uh, Elf, obviously. Uh, wife of Ted Zan- Danson and former wife of Malcolm McDowell. That's right. Uh, she celebrates her 68th birthday they, today. They actually met on a movie called Time After Time where he played H.G. Wells and chases Jack... Malcolm McDowell? Yeah, Jack okay. the Ripper... Uh, into the future to stop him from committing murders. Uh, so happy 68th to her. Uh, Seth Green of the Austin Powers movies. Philadelphia guy, right? He yeah, is. I think he is. Mm-hmm. We've had him in the studio a couple times. Mm-hmm. He's uh, Yeah, a couple. A couple yeah. times? Uh, okay. He was, yeah, uh, he was uh, shooting the Ted Koppel story. Okay. Couple. <laughs> He's, 40. <laughs> He's 47 today. <laughs> Uh, it is a milestone birthday for Vince Neal of Motley Crue. Vince Neal is 60 years old. Yahoo! Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, a happy birthday, and uh, maybe well, we'll hear a, a little uh, tribute on uh, Pierre's show today. Was know. it Vince Neal in, the, in that limo ride with Nicolas Cage where they got out and started oh, yeah. Yeah, getting yeah. in a fight with yeah, a girl, a girl and think, right? something, and Nick Cage had to... 
sort of beat up on Vince Neil and their buddies. And yeah, um, Vince Neil sixty today. And the last birthday is actress comedian uh, Cecily Strong. I uh, love her from Saturday Night Live. Super talented. Uh, she's thirty seven today. She does a, a great impression of the drunk girl at a party. All right, let's see if we can get an answer <laughs> to stupid question: Who did Muhammad Ali beat for his third? Heavyweight Championship, and we will go to Wayne for the answer. Hey, Wayne, good morning. How you doing, Preston? Good morning. Good morning, Wayne. All right, who beat or who did Muhammad Ali beat for his third heavyweight championship? Leon Spinks. You're correct. Yeah. And unfortunately, we lost him over the weekend. Yes, we did. He passed Leon? away. Yeah, yeah. he passed oh, away. Yeah. Uh, Wayne, hang on the line. We're going to get your information. We are going to set you up with a code for free rental of the new Comedy Barb and Star. Go to Vista Del Mar from the gals who brought you Bridesmaids, co-stars and co-writers, Kristen Wiig and Annie Mamolo, uh, lifelong friends Barb and Star, embark on the adventure of a lifetime when they decide to leave their small Midwestern town for the first time ever. Barb and Star debuts in your home on Friday, and that is from Lionsgate. Um, yeah, Leon Spinks. Remember, he had the two, he had the missing teeth in the front there, and he got him replaced. I, I guess he, I guess there are permanent, uh, you know, fixtures. I guess, but uh-huh. these now obvious huge chompers that made him look beaver esque. He had, by the way, he had. Um, I, I read this this morning. It was only, I think, it was his eighth professional fight when he beat Muhammad Ali. Is that amazing? And yeah, that was short lived because Muhammad bounced right back, yeah, yeah. but he, uh-huh. he got him on a on a night when he wasn't quite uh, where he should have been. But Leon speaks a a champion passed Leon! away. All right, let's go through uh, the box office this week. And number one was The Little Things, uh, followed by Crude's A New Age, The Marksman. Uh, fourth was Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Then you had Monster Hunter, News of the World, Promising Young Woman, Fatale was number eight. Uh, War with Grandpa and. Uh, Rounding out the box office. This is no, how weird let things it rip. Are. Let it rip. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> no way. <clears throat> really? Wow. Preston, yes. Preston. Yes. I'm back in the top ten. <laughs> Please tell your listeners of this major achievement. <laughs> it is an amazing movie. Gandalf, you should be very proud of the work that you and the rest of you all did in the show. Thank you. Yeah. And likewise to you. For every day, you bring the joy of music and laughter to the listeners of WMMR. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Gandalf's nice. He is. He's always very positive. Yeah. So uh, the news keeps coming uh, about Marilyn Manson over the weekend. Evan Rachel Wood revealed more facts about her former relationship with Manson. Of course, born uh, Brian Warner. But she included that she had to file a police report against his current wife after she had threatened to leak underage photos of Wood in order to ruin her career. So to shut her up, she was going to leak these photos? That's um, apparently the accusation. Who, who's his current wife? Who's Marilyn Manson's current her wife? Her name is Leslie Lane. Not familiar. Uh, in an Instagram story on Saturday, Wood wrote on December 19th, I had to file a police report after I was lured to threats made by Leslie Lane and Lindsay something or the other. It's it's a an Instagram handle here. Brian's wife, I guess. All right. Uh, or maybe Leslie Lane is not the wife. Maybe it's it's Lind Say You Sitch official. So whatever right. that is. So for conspiring to release photos of me uh, when I was underage after being given large amounts of drugs and alcohol after Brian performed on Halloween in Las Vegas to ruin my career and shut me up. Wood shared screenshots of a blackmail photo and the police report that she had filed. Additional allegations against Manson 
come from Wolf Alice's Ellie Roswell, who has accused him of filming up her skirt without consent when they met at a festival, and also actor Corey Feldman, who who accuses Manson of decades-long mental and emotional abuse and grooming him. On Saturday, Roswell tweeted, I met Marilyn Manson backstage at a festival a few years ago after his compliments towards my band became more and more hyperbolic. I became suspicious of his behavior, and I was shocked to look down and see that he was, see that he was filming up my skirt with a GoPro. And uh, there was no repercussions for his behavior. His tour manager simply said he does this kind of thing all the time. Now, Corey Feldman shared details of his Manson experiences on Instagram over the weekend, <clears throat> writing, the night, at Mar- the night Marilyn Manson tried to use and abuse me as his play toy by trying to manipulate me into breaking my five years of sobriety to snort cocaine with him while gaslighting me for his press tour on mechanical animals was where the decades-long mental and emotional abuse began. Uh, Feldman added that he was, quote, not physically harmed on that night, but described it as just the beginning of my nightmare. On Friday, Sharon Osbourne spoke about her relationship with Manson on her show, The Talk. Uh, She served as his manager, and her husband, Ozzy, had planned a 2020 tour with Manson until the pandemic forced its cancellation. Osbourne said that she had gotten a lot of hateful messages from people on social media, well, the two have known each other for 25 years, Osborne says that she, quote, does not know what goes on in his bedroom, adding that there's something called a working relationship, and that's what I've had with Marilyn for many years. Yeah, I can see I, that. I know nothing about his sexual preferences or the way he treats women. I know how he treats an older woman, which is me, and he's always been respectful. So, you know, it's working with a professional relationship. You wouldn't necessarily <laughs> be privy to all this other stuff. When Evelyn Rachel Wood was in that movie 13. Yes. Was she 13? Don't know about that. Okay. Not sure what her age was at that time. Uh, so, you know, there more seems to surface. Right, out. right, he's right. dropped by his management and his uh, his record label. So we'll see what else comes up. Uh, this was sad news. Uh, Christopher Plummer passed away on Friday. The Academy Award winner whose career spanned decades on screen and stage. He was 91 years old. Passed away at his home in Connecticut with his wife, Elaine Taylor, by his side. Plummer was uh, famed for his role of Captain Von Trapp in the 1965 musical The Sound of Music, but he did so much more than that. I mean, a ton of stuff. He came from the theater. He was in uh, tons of movies. He just, a couple years ago, had won an Oscar. He replaced, I believe, Kevin Spacey. You're correct. Yeah, for uh, for playing uh, uh, Getty Sr. Yep. Uh, Plummer, uh, of course, uh, well, a lot of actors paid tribute to Plummer uh, in statements to USA Today. Uh, and in fact, Julie Andrews was one of the first to jump in and she said, the world has lost a consummate actor today and I have lost a cherished friend. I treasure the memories of our work together and all the humor and fun we shared through the years. My heart and condolences go out to his lovely wife, Elaine, and his daughter, Amanda. Uh, the film's official Twitter account also remembered the legendary actor saying, we're saddened to hear of Christopher Plummer's passing. His legacy as our captain will live on in The Sound of Music forever. Our thoughts are with his loved ones during this time. I love this movie. I, I, I just bought the, uh, a little while ago, they had a, a like a, whatever year anniversary it was at the time, and tons of additional footage. It's just one of those movies that transcends, I think, from generation to generation, Yes, it might seem hokey to some people, but there there are moments in it that will get you. You can yeah. try to resist it, but it will get you. I agree. 
Uh, Plumber made headlines in 2017, as Steve, as Steve was saying, for replacing uh, Kevin Spacey as J. Paul Getty. Uh, in Ridley Scott's uh, already shot all the money in the world after Spacey was accused of sexual assault. Scenes from the film were reshot with Plummer in the role only a month before it was released. Uh, the film would net Plummer his third Academy Award nomination. Uh, the Academy also paid tribute to Plummer, who won an Oscar for his performance in 2010's Beginners. Uh, they wrote, Christopher Plummer beguiled audiences across generations in memorable roles from Captain Von Trapp in The Sound of Music to Harlan Thrombey in Knives Out. Uh, he worked steadily for 60-plus years, winning a Best Supporting Actor Oscar in 2012 for Beginners. He will be missed, the official Twitter account shared. His Knives Out co-star, <clears throat> Chris Evans, called the news of Plummer's death truly heartbreaking. He said, what an unbelievable loss. Few careers have such longevity and impact. One of my favorite memories from Knives Out was playing piano together in the Thromby house between setups. He was a lovely man and a legendary talent. Uh, Ana de Armas, who was in Knives Out as well, wrote, My heart's broken. My dear Chris, I feel your loss deep inside. How lucky was I having you next to me in what's been one of the best experiences of my career? We have a, uh, the clip of the classic scene from The Sound of Music where uh, she makes the children play clothes out of the drapes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, case will... We have a lot of uh, clips coming right, over. So, so is that... I'm sorry. Or uh, just play... Uh, yeah, fight. yeah put, put the fight. Here okay, we go. Just, that might be yeah. it. Here we go. I want a truthful answer from you. Yeah. Is it possible, mm-hmm. or could I have just imagined it? Have my children, by any chance, been climbing trees today yes captain i see and where may i ask did they get uh, these um these play clothes oh is that what you call them i made them from the drapes that used to hang in my bedroom drape do you mean to tell me that my children have been roaming about salzburg dressed up in nothing but some old drapes mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great it is great and then uh, yeah you know there's <clears throat> again if you've never seen it watch it that's great. Get it out of the way. You'll love it. Uh, so many people uh, like, you know, Helen Mirren and William Shatner and all these people that have worked with him over the years. Had, uh, well, uh, and, and Pixar also honored him. Remember, he was the voice of uh, Charles Muntz, the explorer in Up. Yes, that's uh, right. So and and the BAFTAs and everybody. So he was so. in the Undiscovered Country, the Star Trek movie, and he played a, a great Klingon villain. Um, and you know what? Uh, and comedy as well. Remember, he was in, he was Dragnet. He was the bad guy in the movie Dragnet. Yes, he was, which is hilarious. Uh, he was married three times, survived by his wife of more than fifty years, Elaine, and only daughter, actress Amanda Plummer, who had uh, whom he had in a previous marriage to actress Tammy Grimes. You know who Amanda Plummer is, right? <clears throat> I know the name from Reservoir Dogs. She's uh, she's the 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 loon. That's uh, oh, she in uh, yeah. Pulp Fiction at the yeah. beginning. Oh. Pulp Fiction, yeah, yeah. She's oh my in, God, I mean Pulp right. Fiction, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's his and daughter. she's in uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer. Yeah. She's also in Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. She um, usually plays alone. Yeah, yeah. She usually plays, yeah. yeah. She's uh, unhinged. Wow. Mm. Sad news. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence was injured while filming movie scenes in southeastern Massachusetts early Friday morning. No! Lawrence suffered an injury during a scene in which a glass window on the Enterprise building was intentionally shattered. Uh, she may have suffered an eye injury or an injury near her eye. <laughs> is it serious or? I don't know. I doubt huh. it. I think it would have been. We would have known a little bit more about it. The uh, the movie. I had read her head blew completely off. Netflix's Don't Look Up, directed by Adam McKay. Oh, uh, began yes. filming in November, starring uh, Lawrence. Listen to this lineup, and we talked to him when he started uh, the shooting, if you remember. But uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio, Timothy Chalamet, Chris Evans, Kate Blanchett, and Meryl Streep, to name a few. Wow. Yeah, unbelievable. 
Uh, but apparently, yeah, there was supposed to be a trash bin thrown into the window of the building. Prior to the injury, she and uh, Chalamet were seen uh, filming a scene in which uh, they spray-painted a window on the same building in the scene. There are police. Uh, they're caught, and the cops arrive, and <clears throat> trash can is thrown into the window, and apparently the glass blows out, and she fell to the ground right after that happened. And uh, several of the members uh, and Chalamet were comforting her. Uh, but uh, she was taken away for further treatment, and they wrapped for the day. So I don't know how bad it is. I doubt it's really bad. I think it would have heard yeah, more quicker. about that. Yeah, Natalie Portman is letting the world know that she is not pregnant. And it's not cool to speculate about her belly size, she it's says. It's not? No. Uh, page Six shared a piece with the headline. Are you getting fat? <clears throat> that was uh, Natalie Portman steps out seemingly with a baby bump in Sydney. Accompanied by photos of the Oscar-winning actress in Australia where she's filming Thor, Love, and Thunder. Portman shut down the pregnancy rumor in a post on her Instagram story. She said, hey, so I am totally not pregnant. <laughs> uh, but apparently it's still okay for anyone to speculate and comment on a woman's body shape whenever they want. Do better, New York Post. Uh, she has two kids already. Um, Alec, she looked, I saw this picture. She looked. She didn't look pregnant. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know where they got that there. from. Uh, so, so she has two kids, and they are eight and four years old. So um, Chris Hemsworth is shooting both the next Guardians film oh. and this film. Is he? Yeah. Okay. That's a lot. Nice. Uh, Hilaria Baldwin is owning her role in her Spanish heritage debacle. In her first Instagram post since December 27, she apologized for not being more clear about her background. Uh, she captioned a picture of herself and hubby Alec Baldwin and their kids. And she wrote, I spent the last month listening, reflecting, and asking myself how I can learn and grow. My parents raised my brother and me with two cultures, American and Spanish. And I feel a true sense of belonging to both. The way I've spoken about myself and my deep connection to my um, my connection to two cultures could have been better explained. And I should have been more clear. And I'm sorry. She said, I'm proud of the way I was raised. And we're raising our children to share the same love and respect for both. Being vulnerable and pushing ourselves to learn and grow is what we've built our community on. And I hope to get back to the supportive and kind environment that we've built. She said how you say community. Yeah. Uh, this news stance is a bit of a departure. She told New York Times that those uh, were accusing her were, in fact, confused in some way by people misrepresenting me. She went on to claim mm -hmm. that she had never read the multiple stories identifying her as Spanish and was disappointed that her bio on Creative Artist Agency identified her as being born in Mallorca, Spain. Mallorca. So now she's sort of owning it more, right? Yeah. yeah. Mallorca? Mallorca. 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 All right. That was my killer whale. Uh, Daniel Day Kim and Daniel Wu are seeking help in combating racist attacks on Asians. Uh, they are offering $25,000 reward for help in finding the suspect who attacked a 91-year-old man in Chinatown in Oakland, California last month. This footage is brutal. I don't want to see it. man was walking down 8th and Harrison Streets outside of the Asian Resource Center when an unidentified person shoved him to the ground. Uh, the suspect also attacked a 60-year-old and a 55-year-old woman the same day. And on Friday, the pair announced uh, the reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of this man and his accomplices. Um... And uh, Daniel Day Kim wrote, we must do more to help uh, the literally thousands of Americans who have suffered at the hands of this absolutely senseless violence. Please help us bring this criminal to justice. 
Uh, the number of hate crimes against Asian Americans continues to skyrocket despite our repeated pleas for help. The crimes are too often ignored and even excused. And several actors responded to Kim's post sharing their reactions in the disturbing video. See, if I didn't see it, but this is just a straight-up attack. It's not a the robbery or anything like that. comes out of the blue and slams this oh, old guy to the ground. I think Daniel Day Kim grew up in our area. I think he grew up in the Lehigh Valley. He, no way. Yeah, he was born in uh, South Korea. but Easton, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, Easton and no uh, Bethlehem, yeah. Okay. Wow. He must know Seth Green. Yeah, right? Or he's got to come by here sometime. He graduated from Haverford College. Oh, well, look at that! How about that? What? Hey, this is a really weird story. Um, Suzanne Summers. Yeah, yes. The actress calmly confronted a naked home intruder who showed up oh as God. she was streaming a makeup tutorial <gasps> from her own home. What? She's on Facebook Live doing this tutorial. Her husband's there. Oh, my God. And this guy walks in. Hi. Yeah, she told her husband, Alan, that she heard noises off camera. When the man appeared, he said he was terrified of something. He said, uh, I'm not even sure there were ghosts following me. Uh, he identified himself as Aaron Carpenter and asked Summers if she had ever heard of him. He claimed that he was, quote, not a scary person whatsoever. Summers told him that he seemed like a nice person, but he needed to leave. Uh, he claimed to have brought the couple a gift, but both quickly declined it. Uh, he left, and then Suzanne apparently continued on with her makeup tutorial. Uh, that's the word. <clears throat> we have the audio at the point at which the uh, the intruder walks into the room, and then we have both her and her husband suggesting that perhaps he shouldn't be there. Okay. Yeah. What? Somebody, somebody here? I just heard a person. Really? Huh? Over here. Are you here? I'm here. Oh, come here. Hi. Uh, I'm sorry. I was a somebody terrified over there for a second. There were ghosts following me, and, um... Who yeah. are you? I am Aaron Carpenter. Um, I don't know. Have you heard of me? No. Okay, so this guy's oh, mentally ill, obviously. So she had actually been expecting a guest. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. she's like, oh, you're here. And then realizes, oh, you're not the one I want here. Uh, and then this is her trying to reason with the yeah. man. Here we go. A friend led me up this hill, and then I came down... Oh, and, okay, you shouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah. This but, is our house. But anyway, I'm, you don't scare me. I've but seen it, pictures of this yeah. house before. Yeah, you shouldn't be yeah. here. Oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a scary person whatsoever. I know, I'm but very... I'm not used to people being on our property. I'm sorry, I didn't realize okay. it was a property. Yeah, and we're doing a show right now. Yeah. I apologize. Okay, all right, so can you go I home? do a show. Wow. I do a show. Is that what he said at the end there? <laughs> I do a show, yeah. I do a show. I do a show. Oh, cool. You're probably looking for Betty White. She's next door. Oh, my God. Uh, That's crazy. So the dude was naked. Yeah. Uh, apparently, when he showed up. So I I haven't heard, I haven't seen what happened after that. I mean, did they, no, he did he get, was he arrested, yeah. though? That I don't know. You know? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know anything about that. It certainly spiced up that makeup tutorial. Uh, yes, it did. Absolutely. Um, Dan Levy had a family reunion on his Saturday Night Live <laughs> debut as host over the weekend. His father, Eugene Levy, and co-star, of course, uh, appeared during his monologue, giving viewers a backstage tour of SNL's COVID protocols. Uh, Eugene asked a man uh, wearing a white hazmat suit, excuse me, could one of you turn me towards the stage so I can see the show? <laughs> Thank you. Um, I saw the um, the bit they did on Zillow. Yes, yeah. which was just oh, yeah. hilarious. It's funny because uh, the comedian <clears throat> Ted Alexandro, who I really enjoy, he's like, dude, 
they stole that from my act. And then he he spliced in his act and and the clips from from the Zillow bit as well. And listen, I'm not saying that they stole the act. It's but it's pretty close. It is though. pretty damn close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah as yeah, yeah. far as the concept of it or oh, the yeah. or the because, my, my, because my, yeah, months ago I was talking to somebody about that being porn. And, yeah, and that wasn't that's from funny. a comedy routine. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. porn for people in there, you know, that are over forty. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that that's that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it was stolen. It's just you know his act spliced together with the thing. You know, he's just basically saying my wife and I we don't send each other you know sexed messages anymore we just sent each other truly right. truly and zillow right. things and um you know it was funny i i thought the bit was funny i didn't necessarily think it was lifted well what they here's what the the one thing they do on snl like if you've submitted and years ago i i just sent in stuff and it came back to me they cannot look at anything right. for fear of this for being Right. Accused of, of theft, so they will not take any material. Now that doesn't mean they may not have been influenced by stuff. Sure, it's possible. No. I don't know, but but he he is definitely not happy about it. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner is getting daughter Kylie Jenner's super beauty treatment on Saturday. The seventy-one-year-old shared a video of her daughter doing her makeup, and uh, Kylie said, "This is the highlight of my life." To which Caitlyn responded, "It's the highlight of mine." It's great. <clears throat> I love my little girls doing my makeup. And uh, thanks for adapting that sandblaster. Uh, Kylie explained, we've been talking about this forever. And Forevs. we saved this special moment for you guys because it's going to be the first time that I ever do my dad's makeup. She was using the same sort of thing <clears throat> to use to apply paint to a car, which was pretty <laughs> wild. Uh, and Caitlin also addressed the fact that uh, Kylie and Kendall still call her dad. Uh, Caitlin said, sometimes the community can be pretty tough, especially when it comes to pronouns and everybody's got an opinion and on and on and on. Uh, but I really felt from the beginning that I got to do it my way that works for me. And everybody out there has to do it their way, which works for them. She actually did a good job. The, the before and the after. makeup is pretty amazing. <clears throat> it's funny. I was watching a special over the documentary over the weekend about um, smuggling. And about uh, Mexican cartels, Preston, and how they are get, taking all sorts of knockoff products across the border, and they're they're panning all of the knockoffs. The near like maybe one percent, two percent, a trained eye could tell the difference. Yeah, there are stacks and stacks of counterfeit Kylie lip kits. Oh, really? That are coming across the border. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Uh, who is Jelaine Maxwell? Is in the works or Ghislaine, I should say. She- the- Documentary will track uh, Maxwell's life growing up as the daughter of media baron and fraudster Robert Maxwell, uh, her meeting with the late convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein, and her involvement in his crimes. Our producer Dorothy Byrne said, uh, rarely does a woman face the heinous charge to which uh, Gazelle Maxwell must answer to in a New York uh, court this summer. Uh, She was the golden child of notorious fraudster Robert Maxwell, his lady uh, uh, Ghislaine an Oxford graduate, a socialite, and so on and so on. This is the description of it. Uh, but it is a, it's a documentary that's coming out. She was also one of the main procurers, allegedly, for Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, who is Ghislaine Maxwell is being produced by Byrne uh, Lerner and Catherine Haywood. And uh, I'm not sure what the date will be out on that, but they are working on that. Paris Hilton gave her boyfriend, Carter Riem, a life-size painting of them for his 40th birthday. Did you watch the fo- Did you watch this footage on uh, social media? Uh-oh. It, either it was rehearsed or it was the most underwhelming. Yeah. Because I want you to tell you that. And they're, they're up on the steps. They come down. 
they go around and they face the picture and it's his he's blindfolded, his eyes are closed or whatever. Oh, wow. Oh, this is great. That's great. Uh, how much did you spend on this? Yeah. <laughs> he was underwhelmed by it? I, I, I wouldn't say he was blown away. Yeah. Gosh, that's nice. Um, so she had posted the video, yeah, and he said, that's so awesome. We have to find the perfect wall for this, apparently. Well, how about this wall that it's on right now? Yeah. You dummy. So she got that done. Uh, Prince Harry and James Corden were photographed riding around Hollywood on an open-air double-decker bus to tape a socially distant segment of Carpool Karaoke. A source tells people they toured Hollywood and James showed Harry some special landmarks and they also chatted about Harry's life in the U.S. and his focus now. Well, obviously they stopped doing the Carpool Karaoke for a while because that's mm-hmm. not uh, the deal. So maybe they'll, they'll switch to the bus thing from here on in. Maybe Does so. Does it still have the, uh, the luster it had a while ago? Depends on the guest. I guess. Yeah, yes. You know, if they're doing it with somebody talented and fun. I mean, honestly, the Paul McCartney one is one of the best I've ever seen, and, and I've watched it repeatedly. Uh, yeah, I, and Harry, I'm sure it could be uh, entertaining. Is it usually, is it always somebody who can sing or sometimes not? Not always. No, I don't know. Okay. And then one last story. <clears throat> Man, I'm a little wheezy, aren't I? Yeah. Was it because the coffee went down the wrong oh, pipe yeah. in the beginning of the break? Absolutely. Wow. One last story. Mike Myers and Dana Carvey told The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon that they broke the so-called Saturday Night Live curse. And uh, Carvey had said, the first very time we went on, we were the last sketch. And Fallon had pointed out that Wayne's World was done in a portion of the Studio 8H stage where sketches go to die. Oh, really? Yeah, Myers had interjected the dead corner that doesn't have an audience looking at you at all. Uh, They have to watch you on a monitor, and you're like, is anyone watching? And you feel like you're sending it out into space. So whatever area they do that in apparently is the bad part. Right. If you've gone to see SNL, uh, there there are sets and different parts of that stage that are a little bit obstructed. I don't know if, I assume over the years they've had to modify that set, you know, from year to year. I need to get there one day. Someday I need to get there. It'll blow your mind. Yeah, but the, when the, um, a uh, commercial aired last night, the Wayne's World uh, Uber Eats commercial. <laughs> My kids are there, and they don't get it at all. Right. And I'm looking at them, I'm like, listen, when I was your age, yeah. this was really funny. <laughs> this this is not like, for you. They made two movies out of it. Yep. <laughs> all right, we're sure, ready. Dad. We're ready for some clips, and here they come. An elite corporate assassin takes control of other people's bodies using brain implant technology to execute high-profile targets in Possessor. In this clip, director Brandon Cronenberg talks about the history that inspired his movie. It's actually rooted in uh, old neuroscience uh, from the 50s and 60s. They, They were experimenting with brain implants, and through brain implants they could control emotions and behavior. So... It is rooted in that history, but then philosophically it's very interesting because it's a question of if someone can get you to fall in love with someone, who are you then and, and what is Will actually? I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't think I want to see it. Possessor is streaming now on Hulu. Is that David Cronenberg's son who directed that? Don't know. I, I don't know, but like Cronenberg's not a common name, right? so right. I assume Again. so, yeah. Here's the next clip. Judas and the Black Messiah dives into the infiltration of the Black Panther Party of Chicago in order to get intelligence on Chairman Fred Hampton. And in this clip, uh, Danielle uh, Kaluuya, Kaluuya sorry, opens up about what he'd ask Fred himself if he were alive today. Here we go. His mind is so brilliant, man. I'd ask him about life. 
I'd ask him about like about his viewpoint on how to take command of your own psyche. You know, saying how to take command of your own mind for yourself. I would ask him about politics in Chicago. I'd ask him about the politics in Africa. I'd ask him about like how he where he sees the Western civilization heading in, in politically and how that affects Black people. Yeah! Judas and the Black Messiah is released in theaters and on HBO Max this Friday. And that is our entertainment report to get us started for this new work week. Let's take a break and come back in a moment. Today we have beautiful sunshine, yeah, which sun has been is out. a commodity as of late. And uh, it's going to be a cold day today, mind you, but uh, we'll try to warm you up with whatever we can do, including we have a, a couple of ways for you to win some money this week. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. We'll take a break and be back in just a second. Stay with us. MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app, making your smartphone a little dumber. Yay, Super Bowls! Yay! Uh, of course, the uh, the big game, as it's always been called, or has been called, leading yeah. up to this. Or I, I prefer the uh, superb owl. As people yeah, are that works too. That does work, right? Uh, I, I know you. You go nuts. I do. I go crazy. You put on the jerseys and you paint your face. It's a little embarrassing. So I assume Actually, last night was no different. The greatest thing about watching uh, the whole thing last night—I didn't watch the whole thing—but I mean, the whole I, I watched some of it. Uh, was uh, actually not being at a Super Bowl party, in my humble opinion, because it was actually, rather than hearing running commentary and a yeah. din of people speaking <laughs> and noise, I actually watched the game. I actually watched the commercials. I actually heard what I was watching right. as well. Yeah, I know what And you it mean. was kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as opposed to, because, listen, we do, um, when we're watching the commercials and so on, we kind of want to absorb it a little bit because we're obviously going to talk about it the next day. And usually people are talking halfway through these commercials and, and just commenting on whether it was funny or stupid. And you or can't great scream or blah, shut blah, blah, blah. up at a party. I know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I actually, shut up! I actually got to take it in, which yeah. was kind of nice. Uh, we did taco, uh, you know, turkey tacos, had our thing, hung out, watched it. I broke away from the uh, from Claire and, and watched the rest of the thing all the way to the end uh, last night. Um, yeah, I watched your... I, I was surprised at how I... They pulled it off. I'm sorry, Casey. No, I was just going to say, I watched your analysis on Twitter. Did you um, like as, it? Was as the game insightful? was unfolding? Yeah, I thought um, very insightful and, and factual at uh, that. I was so. trying to remain as safe as I could in my predictions and my suggestions on how to win the game, Preston. Okay. Yeah, and a lot of the, the other general treats. I don't have them in front of me. I don't think yeah. you were wrong at all. I think yeah. all of it's the... A, it's a game of yards, yes. I observed, <laughs> and, uh, and things like that. Keep your eye on the ball yeah. because... Um, there's a ball in the game. You should probably keep your eye wherever that right, ball right, is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And people seem to agree with me. But they were sort of left, the actual color commentators were left with a lot of <laughs> time to kill because it was, you know, it uh, it was playing so, uh, I mean, it was so lopsided. You yeah. know, and initially, did you did you like the play? Did you like the game in general? Yeah. I, listen, I only watched the first half. I actually liked it. Yeah. Uh, it's my first game of the season to watch this year, so uh, I really actually enjoyed it. It was it was uh, pretty decent in my eyes. Um, I thought the whole thing from start to finish was extremely boring. Uh, the best part, or what I was most looking forward to, was seeing the uh, girl ref. I was like, where is she? 
is she making a call? What's going on? And and when they showed her, I was like, yes, there she is. Great. <laughs> That's a girl. <laughs> Yay. Well, it was pretty interesting. She was the first female to uh, run yeah. the Super Bowl. So I, I was excited about that. What was her name? Uh, Sarah something. Sarah Thomas. Yeah, Sarah Thomas. And there was a uh, female coach on the Buccaneers, so she yeah, became I saw that. the first female coach to win a Super Bowl as well. Nice. All right, well, uh, outside of just the actual football game itself is all the pomp and circumstance. Yeah. It comes around and it starts well before the game begins because there was pregame stuff that went on the tailgate party with Miley Cyrus. Woo! And Miley... Uh, brought out a couple of people onto the stage with her. She brought out Joan Jett, and we have a little clip of them playing Bad Karma. So give a listen to this. I don't know this song, Bad Karma. Neither do I. Is it? I think it's, I think it's Miley's, Miley's song. Miley's song. All right, here we go. You may think I'm pushing too Okay, is she doing like a fake accent in there? I think there's a play on words because she says, the truth is I'm a liar. Okay. I'll show you what I tell you, but you ain't That's Miley, right? Yeah. This song Jet. sucks ass. Do you notice I say, it? I was wondering. I didn't yes, want to pre, pre uh, assess it. Joan Jett's great. No toys about it. Right, it's not doing much for me no. at all. I, I, I appreciate that they attempted a little bit more rocking. Uh, I and, do. Yeah, I, I agree. Kudos for that. And then they uh, they brought up Billy Idol. All right, here's a little bit of that. I thought it was cool, though. They brought out uh, Billy's longtime guitarist, uh, Steve Stevens, who was outstanding. He came out and played as well with them, which was cool. And it was a rock stage setup. I mean, it was it was pretty good as yeah. far as that goes. I was uh, uh, from as I was watching it live. I guess because of the sound separation, it sounded it didn't sound that good. Not yeah. that it sounds that awesome here, but it's not bad. Well, I thought the pregame show was way better than the halftime show. Oh. Okay, I didn't mind the halftime show. I thought it was so boring. I, boring. I, it was so boring. Yeah. Uh, especially you after J-Lo and um, Shakira. You know what I mean? Like, that was like, wow. I'm like, they should replay that after this boring <laughs> Well, keep, it, keep in mind, they. I would imagine that the numbers had to be fewer. That yeah. They had to keep the production down just a tiny bit, which is why it looked like they started off in the stands. Wait, we're going to get to halftime. Yeah, come on. We're, go- we're going in order here. Go in order. All right, anyway. Uh, after... Her- all of that. Then before the game, you had the the national anthem and right. all that stuff. Do we have the audio of these? Can you send that I think. Over? So, yeah, uh, they, uh, it was uh, done in a country style. Yeah, which Eric I was Church. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah, Eric Church. Yeah, and then the uh, the female singer. Uh, I'm, her name is escaping me. She's uh, from Philadelphia. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Yes. Uh, hang on a Jasmine. second here. Jasmine Sullivan. Is this Cecily Tynan? 
It's not. No, it was not Cecily Tynan. Uh, Jasmine was her name? Jasmine Sullivan. And they did kind of a, a, a country and also a... Um, Almost a gospel uh, yeah, type of a, towards the end uh, thing that went in between their two. We don't have that over just yet. Mm-hmm. Or okay. I thought he did a good job because he played guitar and he kind of let her be the be the voice, and so he sort of uh, was a little understated and um, you know gave it a little bit of a country twang and, and and added some cool guitar to it. But he didn't try to overtake her powerful vocals. I thought she nailed it. Yeah, he was kind of the straight man. Yeah, uh, and the who's on uh, first? The accompaniment. When it comes uh, to the, uh, the the game props and stuff like that, uh, it was definitely over two minutes. So that was the, oh, that's that, the thing that's that people bet on. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we have the audio. All right, here we go. We'll play some of this. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But... Sing, man. <laughs> yeah. We talk about Robert Klein and the birthdays, and he pointed out years ago Jose Feliciano did a uh, very different. He t- he riff. Took a lot of liberties with right. the, uh, and he, with the you, melody. Why you son of a bitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's okay to sincerely have a riff on it. You know. By the way, I like that they that they did a duet. Yeah. Have yeah. they ever done a duet before for the national anthem? I mean, in a, in the Super Bowl. She was across. I love the, the harmonies. I started to get, uh, once you get the goosebumps and you're like, all right, you guys did it. Yeah, yeah. it's a good sign. Yeah. So I go thumbs up on that. Yeah, yeah, I missed that. I didn't get to hear it live. Okay. Uh, There's happened. so much crap that goes on ahead of it and so much pre-crap. And so many times, ladies and gentlemen. Did you hear the pipes on the dude pressing who was really overselling it last no, night? No, I missed it. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the stadium announcer guy? Yeah. Yeah, they cut to him a few times. Uh, I did enjoy the flyover, and I'd never seen uh, three planes as a part of a flyover like that before. It was a B-1B, a B-2 uh, stealth bomber, and then the B-52. 52, yeah. Yeah, Strato Fortress. That was awesome. And Nick, in... Each of the separate aircraft, one of the B fifty twos. Yeah, so oh, it was, yeah. It was amazing. That's pretty cool. Fred Snyder was in the middle one. He was, was piloting. Kate Pearson yeah. on the right. Yeah, Kate Pearson. I heard it there. I'm a great guy. <laughs> there was a female pilot of the B uh, of the stealth bomber. Oh wow! Yeah, the B two. Nice. Yep. Okay. Uh, then we have uh, her H E R. Yep. Uh, did America the Beautiful? I did not catch this at all. Uh, so I'm interested in hearing this. Here we go. Tributes to America. Now, Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, 
is currently singing a song. In the middle of it. Ladies and gentlemen, Michelin presents the second chorus of the song. <laughs> By the way, uh, the the person doing the American Sign Language interpretation, yeah. his name is Warren Wawa Snipe. He was awesome. I like that. Apparently he was a big standout uh, in that. And it, they were very cool about it because on the other side was Billy 7-Eleven Tigana. <laughs> ah. <laughs> But uh, Marley Maitland had, uh, she's an Academy Award winner, uh, had tweeted out that uh, he stole the show uh, with the American Sign Language rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. No, she couldn't. Ladies and gentlemen, that guy is doing this for deaf people. I thought her did a great job, and she she ended up shredding on guitar for a stretch too. She was really good. I was, I was surprised. I didn't know she was such a good guitar yeah. player. Is there there's an instrumental moment? Yeah. You know what though? To 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 Wawa uh, doing his thing. I, I was thought thought it was really. If you're gonna do it and you're signing and it's something that has emotion, yeah, sell the emotion, and he was doing that. Sure. Yeah, if if you ever go to concerts that have signers, they do. That. I think it makes listen. They, they move around and and are very animated and and get into the right the emotion for of audience yeah. members who are consuming it that way. You need yeah. to give them as much of a thrill. Yeah. Play, man. Nice job. All right, so that was the the lead into it, and then obviously the game gets going. Now the commercials. I have not seen the ratings of which ones were ranked. Neither did the I. Tops or anything like that. I mean, it, it takes them a few days, I think, to get all of that stuff compiled. Did anything stand out to you guys? What about you? Um, the one. That, you know what? Oddly enough, wasn't that overly entertaining of a commercial? But the one that kind of made me go, "Whoa, dude." And I forgot the name of the uh, uh, the product or the, or the company, but it was the one for space travel, for uh, for civilian space travel. I did see that because I saw that, Steve. And what it reminded me of was kind of like um, a space odyssey, right? Where they were doing like a commercial for yeah, it called yeah. "You Will Travel in Space," in and s- you can do this. I was like, how very very futuristic. Like uh, you would see a movie that took place in a future time where that would be like the standard go to commercials at. You know, so that one kind of took me, it wasn't an entertaining commercial, but I thought it was kind of eye-opening. No, what I said in my assessment overall was clever, was clever more than funny. Right. Clever more than hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and that seemed to be a lot of the deal. There was there was not a lot of what I would call, like, the, we're running the commercial you were talking about, Preston, yeah, uh, it's in the studio here. for, inspiration for. Right. Yeah. Um, there, were, there were a few emotional ones. There was the one with the, uh, the Olympic swimmer. Oh yeah, uh, which I thought was done really well. The Paralympic the, swimmer, yeah, right. Where yeah. we, the, the the parents get the call, we have this baby that you could adopt, and and it, and it's that was really well done. For the most part, I thought they were again just clever. There were a couple historical things, uh, like for example, people talked about the fact that Springsteen actually did a commercial, yeah. right? Cheap. Yeah, Preston, uh, the New York Post did put out a list of okay. uh, the twenty twenty one commercials, the top ads from this year's game. So I have it if you want to. Reference it. All right, we will. Let's uh, let's play a little clip of uh, this is Bruce for Jeep. For Jeep, yeah. Right, here we go. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, it's what connects us. 
And we need that connection. We need the middle. We just have to remember the very soil we stand on is common ground. Uh, and so he was in the middle of Kansas. At the, the middle of Kansas. Exact center of the United States. And I don't know why I'm here. I see a whole bunch of big, fat, white, and black horses. Those are cows. <laughs> well, they're, they're big. I'm standing in front of a church. I'm driving a Jeep. Where the hell am I? You know what's interesting, and and call me—I don't know what you would call me—but when I'm when I'm seeing irresponsible, these, the, no, these these really diving near the heart of patriotism and all of that. When when they when they start to hit that I, in the middle of it, I sit here and go, and make sure you buy a Jeep too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do we have the from last year? I did a parody as the Golden Corral. Um, because they, they they get a like it's hyperbolic. It's you know, and it's like. You know, uh, we'll throw an undercoating. You know, right? I know, I know. Sometimes you're when you get in your car, you don't have enough cup holders. Right? <laughs> yeah, they're all middle, middle America. This is dirt, and that's a cow. That's a farmer. And this car doesn't have a CD player. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying, Preston. The, the Paralympic one was great, but it's still a Toyota ad. I you know, know. This is, I, know. I, I like what Bruce had to say. I thought it was a really good commercial. It's still a Jeep commercial. Yeah, yeah. I, and listen, it, it's a great message and totally. everything. But when it when it I just the cynic in me kind of starts to go. Yeah. Well, they're, 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 it's too you know you you're not supposed to be able to see the strings when they're you know when they're they're playing that and uh, and it's I agree it's like okay I get it it's a nice message but any luck case no, I'm looking, it's probably I'm very looking. cryptic. Yeah. Well, it's not under Golden Corral. Yeah, so. yeah. So uh, that's the first commercial that Bruce has ever been a part of. Ever. From what I understand. Wow. I thought I had read that. That's, He's never done anything That's the like big that thing they're making. They're, and I wonder what he got for that, A. You know? They gave him that old Jeep. Yeah. That was it. This weekend. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when your albums aren't selling. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I'm in the heartland. Now. In Kansas with the dirt and the farmers and the. And the big white and black horses. Apparently, in 1974, yeah, Bruce had the only time he ever ever did a commercial endorsement was in the studios of this very radio station. Yeah, and we have audio of that. It's wild. And am I ready to roll this case? Mm-hmm. I've never seen that little window pop yeah, up before. Here, yeah, all right, sorry. here, here we go. Suntory Akadama. No, just start here. Oh, feel free to ad lib. No, no. Uh, Oh, this is Bruce. Somebody handed him copy and I guess tried him out and see how he would do on MMR. (laughs) There are lots of ways you can enjoy Akadama red wine. You know that, Ed? Right. You can drink it chilled. Oh, he's talking to Ed Shockey? Wow. You can drink it on the rocks with ice and soda. You can pour it all over your face. Akadama red wine makes a fine sangria, it says right here. God, Steve, it sounds like your parody of it. You know? You can own one square of English earth. Oh, wrong commercial. Uh, Akadama red wine and orange juice is one of the better ways to start the day. Goes great with apple juice. Academic red wine and orange juice is the way to start your day? Cut cut to 50 50 years later. Remember Akadama wine? Well, there's a grandfather to that product. Well, yeah. uh, Hey. The Jeep is not so bad when you start off for doing wine commercials. By the way, Ed wants to point something out about the Jeep. Hey, Ed, good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, a couple things. One, I thought it was very ironic that he's talking about 
middle of the road. It was kind of like a political thing from a guy who's pretty far left to begin with. Yeah. Okay. Just for that. But the other thing, and from my friend and I were talking about on Facebook was one, it took us about halfway through the commercial to even realize it was him. Because he looks so old, he he did look a little weird, and I I I he's seventy one. I attribute that also to the fact that he was dressed in garb that you don't see him in. Yeah, and he was wearing the cowboy hat. a cowboy hat. hat. Yeah, and then halfway through the, the I guess it was towards the end of the commercial, you see the jeep driving down the road. It's like Minnesota somewhere. It's four feet Kansas. of snow, and he's got no top on the jeep. I noticed that too. He's, <laughs> he's driving down. <laughs> <laughs> Winds whipping all over the place. You're no, right. You're ex- Ed. That you're right, didn't Ed. even Thanks. occur to me, and he's exactly right. He's out in the middle of yeah. sub zero temperatures. And there's a saying that goes, "Don't shoot the messenger." Right? Yeah. Right? So, like, <laughs> the message was good. So, like, don't don't worry about who's delivering the message, and yeah. just listen to the message. But yeah. I did <laughs> note that he had his top down <laughs> in the middle of winter. Marissa points out the Bruce was driving his own 1980 Jeep CJ5. Is that right? So that is his Jeep. He's a Jeep guy, so <laughs> you got to hand him to that. Oh, yeah, you're right. And he drives all around to different locations with the top down and there's snow. And... Minnesota, where am I? Kansas, <laughs> what? Wow. Uh, so that was a big one. Yeah. Um, one that, that I would like to point out, and I, I doubt we have audio of it, but it was for uh, T-Mobile, and it was uh, Adam Levine and Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton and all that. I didn't that. see that yeah. one. Gwen needs to back off. Dude. Oh, no, really? Of, what, of the plastic these... surgery? Oh, I was yes. thinking the same man, thing. Man, oh, man. She looks like a different person. She really does, and it's too bad. I mean, she's she's a naturally very beautiful woman, uh, but she's... Steve, they do close-ups on her face, and you're like, oh, too tight, too oh, tight. Yeah, it's no, like somebody no, no, standing no, behind no, her, no. her hair. No, don't need to do that. It was, it was distracting, but it was, a, and it was an okay. I didn't really follow it. That well, the, well, the point of it was that uh, the message that the, they did one earlier with uh, Tom Brady and Gronkowski, and if you don't have T-Mobile, your signal's not going to be great, and so they're not getting the entire message. So the the Gronk Tom Brady one was. Uh, uh, you know, you should stay retired. Uh, don't come to Florida. And then Brady got the message wrong. Uh, come out of retirement. You know, come come play with me in Florida. Blah blah blah. And this one was Adam Levine was going to set her up with Blake Shelton because she was saying things that were not that. And then uh, Adam Levine interpreted the message differently. So okay. again, so clever. Good. Not not. I, I thought one that was actually borderline funny was the Tracy Morgan Rocket Mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, like which it. which and it had a good concept. Yeah. Um. Uh, pretty sure or sure. Right. Are are can be drastically different things. We have a little bit of audio of that. Here we go. Can we even afford this house? I'm pretty sure we can. Pretty sure. With Rocket Mortgage, you can be certain. Not pretty sure. What's the difference? Let me show you. I'm pretty sure these aren't poisonous. Pretty sure these are parachutes. (laughs) Wearing backpacks. That was great. Mine has a sandwich. That's mine. I'm pretty sure you could take Batista down. You're on. I'm pretty sure these hornets aren't the murdering type. I'm pretty sure we can make it. Certain is bad. Let's go with certain. Good choice. <laughs> that was good. That was, was good well one. done. Uh, somebody wants to point out another thing. I'm going to go to uh, Ambrose. Ambrose, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? Can we talk about the amount of plastic <laughs> surgery Jason Alexander has had done? Dude, that was, I, that I was noticed. My next comment. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed something, and I was wondering whether they just filtered him or something. But it looked 
bizarre. It looked like it could have been. Did a, they did they do filter. that? Did they do that to replicate what he? Cause, so what basically, there's a, there's a jersey or a hoodie that this kid's putting through all sorts of different paces. And so did they? Wow. It, to me, it looked like it was more like a of a digital thing than an actual plastic surgery thing. Now I could be wrong because if, if that's I, yeah. if that's the way he looks right now, it's it's an aberration. Yeah. He almost looks nothing like Jason Alexander. Yeah, it yeah. looked like he's, um, he's going to start looking like Gina Castaneda. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. It's it was too Thanks, much. Uh, looks do, like a lot around the eyes. Uh, yeah, no. I do, think do you think they did surgery. that so he looked more like the hoodie? I don't know. But I, I don't, don't know. know. I think wouldn't it be easier to make the hoodie I, look more I, like I him? know. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was clever though. Like the way that they changed the facial expressions on the hoodie throughout the commercial. That that you know that grabbed me. I thought that was a well done commercial. Again, clever. Yeah, yeah. It was. One you know. The- you know. What was actually amusing. I thought was the and, and I, we don't have any audio because really no audio to speak of. But the uh, your cousin from Boston. You think it's going to I be? Didn't see that one. So it's you think it's going to be a, a Budweiser commercial, and you see the Clydesdales there. You know. And they're in their 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 whole you know the, the the row and they're ready to pull the wagon and then you just see a hand come in and pull the pin up and the horses start tearing through the town <laughs> destroying things <laughs> and you realize it's that guy in the Sam Adams you know your cousin from Boston okay who, oh. who, who did oh, it yeah okay. who pulled the the pin out right. the Bud Light commercial that was essentially uh, Endgame where all of the Bud Light commercials from you know yeah. years past when they came out I enjoyed that one as well that one was cute especially because yeah. the uh, Mister Gekalekowitz or whatever yes Gekalekowitz yeah <laughs> yes that was pretty fun I, yeah. we had heard though they weren't going to. Yeah. Run spots. So what was that about? No, we I, I was curious run. about that too, Steve. It was uh, Coca-Cola uh, was out, and I yeah, thought, there were, there I were thought Budweiser of, was out. Yeah. And there were a lot of Anheuser-Busch commercials. There was a bunch of McUltra and Bud Light and Bud Light Legends. And so, yeah, that, that well, proved not to be true. Maybe just not the main brand Budweiser is, is a technicality. We're not going to advertise. All right. The main brand. Yeah. Um, what was another one that I... Uh, Did you see the Edward Scissorhand ones? Yes. The Cadillac one? I thought that yeah. was well done. Timothy yeah, cool. Chalamet and they actually got uh, Winona. Winona Ryder. To, yeah. So this is the son, uh, Edgar yeah. Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, there was one, and it's so telling. You forget what the product is. Yeah, yeah I you know. just remember the basic where they were. I don't remember the products of half these. Talking about 2020 uh, being a lemon and uh, it started raining oh. lemons yeah, but and I hitting saw everybody that... in the face. Yeah, I saw that one ahead of time. I don't Did know you? where I saw that. but uh... It made me uncomfortable. Like the number of lemons hitting people. Really yeah, like it, it looked, looked painful. painful. <laughs> really Wait, did. what? What was the product? You don't know. I don't. Remember. No, it's uh, um, Bud Light. It was like Bud Light, seltzer yeah. lemonade or something. Oh okay. yeah, it was a yeah. flavored. Yeah, we uh, do have one. Uh, the audio for one that was because uh, a lot of them don't have any any really. Be, you're listening to nothing. Yeah. Uh, but the Michael B. Jordan as the body of Alexa. Okay. Uh, case. Got it. Pull that up. Here we go. Alexa, how many tablespoons are in a cup? There are 16 tablespoons in a cup. Hey, food just got here. Why are you cooking? Who's that? Alexa, turn on the sprinklers. Honey, I already ran the sprinklers. Things are getting way too wet around here. Add back oil to my shopping list. Alexa, no, don't do that. Read my audiobook. I was in his hands. I was being changed, but I was also kissing him. Honey, other people have to use the bathroom around here, too. <laughs> yeah, he's unfair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kath, what do you have as far as uh, the, uh, the top-rated ones over there? So you guys covered everything except for two, or at least I didn't hear the two. Uh, the M&M commercial, Come Together. With uh, uh, Dan Levy? Uh, yep, Levy. 
Yep, Dan Levy was in the end of that one, and uh, yep, he was in that. Yeah, I don't know why I yes. want to say Levy too when it comes to his I, name. Though I say Eugene Levy, and I say I, I say Eugene, Eugene Levy. Levy, and I say Dan, Dan Levy. I right. do the same exact yeah. thing. Uh, and then the only other one that you guys didn't mention that's on this list was the Mountain Dew commercial with John Cena. We have the oh, audio yeah. of that. That's a big. So that was the announcement of a big contest, right? If you count all of the. First person to submit, I guess you go to the the website, submit the a number of, of bottles of Mountain Dew, the new um, product. Uh, you get a million dollars, or it it says you could win a million. I'm guessing that it's, it'll be split between the people who count. Well, no, if you get it right, then then maybe you go in like we do, uh, like like when you text in the right, right answer, right, yeah. and then you go into a pool, and then we draw one out of that. That's my guess, but I'm not a hundred percent sure because it'd be that'd be a pretty easy way to win a million dollars, but. As long as you record it and go back and and find every single bottle, but here it is. Be the first to count and tweet the exact number of Mountain Dew Major Melon bottles showing this commercial, and you could win a million dollars. You could could win. And he says, "Be the first uh, to do it. You could win." Yeah, that's the 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 legal word. You could win a million dollars. I'll tell you what I did like and thought, "Wow, now that's cool." Was the extended teaser trailer for Old. The M. Night Shyamalan movie? I didn't see it. Okay. It, it was the very first commercial in the Super Bowl, like okay. during the game itself. And when they first cut to commercial break, the very first commercial they aired last night was was this uh, teaser ad. So they've been running very short snippets on, on like Twitter and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, and so what it, but the basic gist of it we get is that there's this beach in this tropical location that if you go to it, it accelerates aging. Oh, really? Yes. That doesn't sound like a no, good they, place to go. The people who get who are there find out the hard way. Okay. Uh, and then speaking of of shows and uh, advertising, uh, Winter Soldier and uh, Fal- Falcon, Falcon yes. and Winter Soldier. I was very happy about the that. Pinnacle. Yeah, yeah. I'm very that excited. One, that one got me uh, definitely fired up. But a lot of them, again, very underwhelming. I'd seen the ones that they were making the big thing about ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, the game yeah. in general. Um, you know, and then though we, for the first time in a long time, Preston, a streaker. Uh, yes, yeah, sort of. Right. Well, sort of. Was they he naked? naked? Right. Uh, nakedish. Okay. We have a we have a play by play from the radio broadcast yeah, yeah. of when it happened. Here we go. Five oh three to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a bra. And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the forty. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. All right, so it looked like um, almost like a Borat type of... uh... Yeah. Mankini or something like that. And there was some sort of, at least, this is what they're saying, advertising somewhere on his body. Marissa? Uh, I just got to ask if you guys uh, saw the Oatly commercial. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. With the CEO singing it. Yes. I thought they were going for offbeat weird and yeah. that they they got what they... They got it. You know, they, it obviously didn't cost a whole lot to make that commercial. There were a lot of those. There were a lot of small businesses last night, like that Dr. Squatch I didn't see that. Oh, the soap. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The soap that you're using as a man is uh, too uh, girly and perfumey and this soap. Yeah. So, yeah, you can go place, places naked and whatever, yeah. And then uh, Reddit bought like a five-second commercial. Yeah, what was up with that? Okay, so uh, if you went to Reddit or if you Googled it, there's a, uh, a web page that popped up that said, um, if you're reading this, our advertising worked. Like you Googled 
was there a glitch? Was there just five seconds of a Reddit screen? And then they bought a second one later that said the same thing. It said, like, you know, our, our initial advertising worked. You Googled Reddit because you're curious what happened in the game. So there's huh. a lot of, like, um, So you can buy five seconds? Yeah. Could we? We could do that, well, yeah. And then they also, um, Bud Seltzer uh, bought, like, the meme guy. Did you guys see that? The guy, the sa- the sign guy? Yeah. Who was standing oh, yeah. in the audience. So he's a, like, Instagram guy. He's, um... Dude with a sign, dude right? Dude with a sign. Yep. He's his handle. And so he stands in front they of, They introduced like, him, yeah. Yeah, he stands in front of random places and holds, like, ironic signs in front of them. It's his whole thing. Oh, and my he God. Was, yep. The I'm life so out of touch. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's, that shows you how much they jam in stuff. With, with, yeah. the, with the streaker, by the way, or with the... Uh, Advertising streak, whatever the hell you, right. they they cut away instantly. You yeah. didn't see because they they obviously they want to put the kibosh on that. Okay. Um. What was? Want to get to halftime now or? Yeah, let's do halftime. So so you had to uh, sucker up. Yeah, the weekend uh, doing the halftime. Uh, the one thing that was confusing in the beginning for me was I'm like, wait a minute. They're in the stands. Where is he? I uh, thought it was because of COVID, but then they ended up on the field. Well, they did, but but I'm assuming they had this opportunity because a lot of the stands were going to be empty, that they would do something a tad bit different. I thought it was kind of cool. And then at the end, when they eventually got out on the field, it was almost like the old marching band thing. Mm-hmm. Which it, I'm like, all right, that's cool. They're using the people going around in formations and so on. But, yeah, I mean, l- listen, they, they, they had... T- the word was 25,000 people. A lot of people who were um, first responders were in the stands. And uh, everyone had undergone some sort of, I guess, at least quick check or something like that or whatever the story was. Or had been vetted in there. His his dancers, his um, uh, clones um, were, on, were the ones on the field with him. But uh, he did a couple of songs. Uh, I, I think he's actually a talented guy. I, yeah. I, for some reason, I didn't think the audio was that good. No, you know what, Steve? They uh, there were some comments on that. I think they mixed him down. I think it's just the way they were mixing it. There was a lot of effects on his voice. There was a lot of of, of uh, ambient, you know, reverb and stuff like that. Right. Kind of put his voice in the back a little bit. That's what I felt. Which I was like, wait, is this live or not? And eventually, I figured out. Okay, he's definitely singing live, which I always have respect for because sometimes. They've just flat out lip synced to it. Yeah, I, I find that to be a bit of a cop out. It was like a, I, if it was off a bit though. I thought he was at some point lip syncing. It's possible he was. Sometimes I'm sure he had a back. Yeah. I'm sure he had a track going track, with him yeah, that, yeah. that had other vocals okay. on it. But I, but I think his mic was live, and there may have been points where he kind of pretended, and, and yeah, the backing yeah. track took over. But Wait, and this part that we're watching in the studio right now, where he walks into like a room with uh with all these lights, it actually was making me slightly nauseous me watching too. it. Was I had it? to look away. Yeah. Okay. Um, didn't, sometimes that. Gets to me, this this one didn't bother me, but I could see that happening because there was so much close up movement on it. Yeah. Do you know the word is his camp and he himself ponied up around seven million dollars? I've read that for the production. Yeah, yeah. For for like this hall of lights and all the all the other stuff. Uh, so I read. Now I know he had because I commented. I said uh, everyone in Tampa Bay who had rhinoplasty must have gone without bandages because. It looks like, and those are supposed to be bandages, right? Well, Some yeah. people were saying, are those jock straps? No, Steve, do you remember uh, a couple of weeks ago? He there, had that, There were, there the were pictures of him with these right. bandages on his face. He, he went to some award show with it. Yeah, so the reason so was, it, was a, it was a tease for this, right. is what it probably was. And he released a video where he had he has this uh, fake um, plastic surgery, and that's what this well, is. Well, and the song he was singing at this point was, I Can't Feel My Face. Right. 
So I think it all ties into that. I, I thought it was all so boring. Mm-hmm. I, I was so I'm like that was extremely underwhelming. I don't know if it's because maybe I don't know all of his songs or he didn't have enough songs. Yeah, to, only knew to play like two his hits. Yeah. A B. They usually pair up with and, 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 and no here's so and so. They didn't. They didn't do that. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I mean, I I've seen worse for sure. I've seen other ones that are like, oh my god. But Kathy, you like it when they throw the kitchen sink. You like it when they yeah. overdo it. But dear there lord, there pro- were a lot of fireworks during the whole thing. Yeah, I thought was, that was pretty cool. There was production to it. I just I just found it very boring. I was bored. It definitely helps if you know the songs too. Yeah. Like it can make things uh a little bit more entertaining. All right, here's the the part of him doing in the uh in, in the maze and everything, but I can't feel my face. Things did look like jock straps. I do, I do have to admit yeah. that. But I, but I, because of the previous pictures I had seen before, I knew that that's what they were going with. Um, yeah, in- interesting. Uh, uh, neutral. I, I was, yeah, I, I didn't it, hate it or love I it. I called it painless. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, listen to see also in in just in general in the overall game. You know, um, Casey, we were talking about before the show, and and, yeah. and, and Brady. I mean. <laughs> Come on. What do you yeah. want, man? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's I mean, won seven pretty, Super Bowls. It's, you know. A pretty amazing display. Yeah, they, they, but the conversation will always go on whether or not he or, or Joe Montana is the greatest. And Joe Montana apparently has uh, never thrown a, an interception in a Super Bowl and <laughs> is undefeated in Super Bowls. But Tom Brady has played in the most amount of Super Bowls, has won seven. I'm sorry, but, like, <laughs> he's the best. He's the greatest of all time. What do, do you, you understand want? the hate? Do I understand the hate? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I get it. Well, Where do you think so, it comes from? Is it jealousy? Is it uh, maybe. The, the man? There's, well, a, there's a lot that has broken his way in life. Yeah, sure. Listen, yeah. Uh, the the fact that the Patriots were caught, like, cheating mm-hmm. uh, a, a couple of times in a couple of different ways. Uh, people don't like that. I think in here in Philadelphia, we lost to Tom Brady once, so that doesn't help. Uh, jealousy is probably a little bit of that as well. Um, the fact that he wouldn't shake Nick Foles' hand uh, and that when he loses, he tends to not go out and congratulate the winning quarterback. I think that uh, plays against him as well. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I thought he was going to win, and I was right. Um, so I think I won five bucks and a new set of Legos. Oh! Uh, yeah, I was in a, uh, a, block, uh, a pool with my, my family. My son uh, was the commissioner of this uh, the bet, and so it was me, my nephews, uh, my dad, my uh, my brothers, and uh, the winner got five dollars and a brand new set of Legos. <laughs> nice, so is that bad? Pretty excited. That's not bad at all. Okay, so I thought everything that went down with Andy Reid's son, I was like, "There's no way that team's winning." No, I know that's the. So if the story is that Andy Reid's son had been was 
was in a driving while intoxicated car accident. They showed. They don't, the, they don't the, know if he was intoxicated. Okay. No. So there, there was. They don't know if he's intoxicated. There, there was a, apparently the smell of alcohol in his breath and um, and perhaps Adderall. So, but none of that has been Proven confirmed, and he hasn't confirmed. been charged right. yet. But a, a child, a five year old child, in one of the cars that was hit in, and involved in the accident is in critical condition. Right. Mm. And Andy, Andy and talked his, about it after the game last night and got pretty emotional about it. And his kidding. son uh, was on the coaching staff. Right. Yeah. His son did Linebacker not make it to the game. And he had an ill-fitting mask, too, yeah. which was... So, is his mask homemade? What is what's that? The, I don't know I don't what's know. happening. It looks like mask. a horse feeder. That was the best yeah. one all season, though. I thought it looked like a bra, like one <laughs> yeah. cup of a bra. Cat, that's what he wore all season. That that well, it looked like he at least was staying on his face. <laughs> he's well, got, I, listen, he's got that big bushy mustache. So oh yeah, he needs it, it, it's really yeah. There's nothing you know. There's nothing going to help that. I right. think it's designed so, so he can talk better, maybe uh, into that little microphone. Oh maybe. Uh, so there was one thing that I saw last night that um, that made me giggle a little bit, and that is. If the Super Bowl continues on for another 455 years, that will officially be Super Bowl Dicks. It'll be Super Bowl D-I-X. That's what you should Roman numeral wise. I know, I know why you're thinking that because L-I-V was up in the corner yeah. the uh-huh. whole time of the game and it's like lit live. live. That's what I thought the same yeah. thing, yeah. Okay, yeah. so but you're waiting for Super Bowl dicks. Yeah, I need to live for 450. another 455 years. You don't have to Super Bowl if, if you can go to, in the, into the future. Yeah. I'm now watching Casey look at all the Roman numerals and doing the math and figuring this out. My son was the one who showed me that one. Did he really? Yeah. Okay. All right. So <laughs> Super Bowl 509 would be Super Bowl dicks. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Well, we can all hold out until then. All right. Well, this one's in the books, folks. That's it. They pulled it off. Season, you know, season is over. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of question marks, obviously, because of COVID and how this whole thing would be. I would say it was pretty close. Yeah. 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 Next year's in that brand new stadium in L.A., uh, which would be cool. Cause the that's Dick's a, Dome. The, no. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Yeah. But it's a neat looking stadium. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, gang. Uh, let's take a quick break. You know what? And before we do that, Casey, where's the information you had for me earlier? That yeah. One right there, yeah. So we have a chance for you to win um, 500 bucks. I know we're done with uh, No Sad Dough. Yeah. Uh, but now uh, we're looking for the worst dating fails. Uh, and it could win you 500 bucks. You click contest at WMMR.com. And uh, select entries are going to be read live on the air this week. And one entry will be announced as the $500 winner on our show on Friday morning. Uh, So all you have to do is uh, enter uh, the name from town says entry. What the hell does that Just mean? enter the name from town says. Name from town says entry info. You see this? I want to see. Uh, Wait, all right. So Monday entry from for town says entry info. <laughs> I don't, I can't <laughs> just even begin. To just enter your name from town, says. That. <laughs> Is this just another thing to add to our <clears throat> copy list? Yeah, yes. sure. Go to you know contest. what? Call it up and then in magic marker right on your computer screen, name from town, says. And you're entered. <laughs> it's sponsored by Tubi, a free streaming, ser- a free streaming service. You can download the Tubi app and start watching for free right now. <laughs> uh, so we want to hear about your worst uh, dating fail, and there should be some examples there. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in just a moment. We have some B5 stories to share with us uh, with you so stay with us we'll name be from town right from back town name from town we'll be back in a moment entry info on the way too monday nights metallica family are you with us it's not just monday it's metallica monday 
Join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for massive amounts of Metallica every Monday night starting at 9. From the monster hits to deeper album cuts, spanning a Hall of Fame career. This is Robert, Kurt, Lars, and James from Metallica. We're covering all the bases from one of rock's biggest bands. Set a reminder on your phone. Tell Siri to clear your calendar and have the MMR app at the ready for Metallica Mondays, 9 p.m. With Jackie Bam Bam right here on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, we're going to start with this story. A 95-year-old Colorado man facing charges that he fatally shot an assisted living employee over $200. He suspected the victim of stealing from him was ordered held without bond on Friday. At He's the, looking at life in prison. Yeah, the initial court hearing in, in the case. Well, he actually comments on something about that. Oh, does he? Uh, so his name is Oki Payne. Oki Payne. O-K-E-Y is his first oh, name. Oh, my Oki. God. All right. Uh, was brought by wheelchair into court where the judge advised him he would remain jailed for investigation of first-degree murder and the shooting death of Ricardo Medina Rojas. Uh, the nonagenarian defendant was arrested at the Legacy Assisted Living Center. Payne was a resident of the facility, and Rojas is a maintenance director. Payne confronted Rojas when the victim arrived for work, demanding to know, where's my $200? And then he shot the guy in the head with a forty-five caliber pistol. Whoa. So, had Rojas taken the money? He didn't know him any money. Oh, my God. While in custody, Payne confessed to the shooting, telling an officer who took his statement that he blew Ricardo away. Although hard of hearing, uh, by the way, and hang on a second here. He's hard of hearing. He's how ninety five? Yeah, and he's they let him have a forty five. So I don't know about that. Uh, although hard of hearing, Payne was lucid in his account of the shooting and insisted uh, that staff of the assisted living facility, in collaboration with his ex wife, had been stealing from him since he arrived in October two thousand nineteen. Police said the claims of the theft were unsubstantiated. All right, a housekeeper at the facility told investigators Payne particularly disliked Rojas. And another maintenance worker. According to her account, Payne had threatened to kill the two employees and suggested that he had little to lose, telling her, what are they going to do? Give me life? Ah. Payne is set to be formally charged on uh, the 10th, by the way. But that is, that's messed up, man. Where do they send a guy like that? I don't, who knows? Lock him in the closet. Uh, Two men in Pennsylvania have been cited for hunting beneath the effect of a managed substance after they got, they caught caught hunting squirrels while while high. High on what? They were smoking hash. Okay. <laughs> Pennsylvania squirrel game. hunting and smoking hash ain't the, nothing better. The game commissioner uh, filed fees alleging that Douglas W. Litz and Brian T. Post had smoked hashish earlier uh, after going uh, before going hunting uh, within the fall. Let's go shoot squirrels. Uh, the men admitted to smoking after they had been stopped by Warden Gerald Schoonmaker. Uh, while patrolling, Schoonmaker noticed a minivan parked and the scent of weed wafting from it. <laughs> Glass pipe, neon orange clothes, and shotgun shells have been additionally seen within the automobile. Uh, Schoonmaker noticed two hunters exit the woods with lengthy weapons and met them at the minivan uh, to talk, the warden confirmed that their hunting license had been present. The hunter stated that they had 
not gotten any squirrels yet and <laughs> return to the van to change shirts and get a twenty two caliber rifle instead of using a shotgun. Okay. Uh, of course, smelling the weed, Shoemaker requested if there was any legal reason that the odor of marijuana was coming from them and their clothing. I don't know. Paust has stated that they had smoked before leaving Litz's house. And uh, they discovered a blue and white glass pipe, a small bag of marijuana, uh, papers, and a small bag of Dayquil. Uh, <laughs> so they're ready to hunt. Uh, yes. Almost bagged an eight-point squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so they've been busted for that, and I don't know what kind of legal ramifications they're going to face from that. <laughs> Police who broke up an illegal lockdown drinking den in the U.K. in Lancashire said that they found ten people inside and two sheep. The bizarre find came as officers raided an industrial unit located on a business estate. So, uh, like a like a speakeasy? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Inside the sheep, they found a full bar setup, a snooker table, <laughs> table football, a large TV, and two surprised sheep. Uh, <laughs> maybe they're in from out of town. Officers say the people present were highly intoxicated. <laughs> uh, ten fines were handed out for breaking lockdown rules, uh, according to licensing <laughs> Sergeant Gary Hannigan. He said the obvious line is that the wool wasn't pulled over our eyes Whoa! on this occasion. <laughs> but he said in all seriousness, this was an extremely selfish thing well, to seriously, do. Seriously, ladies and gentlemen. He said, I appreciate people want to socialize and see friends again, but there's no excuse for this. A post on the police Facebook page said those fined were found to be highly intoxicated in the industrial unit located on a business estate. But absolutely no explanation for the sheep? There was no word on why they had sheep. My mind starts to race. Yes, it does. Yes. A defendant did his best. I think we have audio of this. This is from last Friday, Casey. Uh, To woo the judge during a bond court appearance this past Thursday. Uh, defendant Demetrius Lewis appeared before Judge Tabitha Blackman, who, by the way, is quite attractive. She is, yes. And I think this is the audio of him speaking right, to right, the right. judge. So this is at his uh, his bond uh, his bond court appearance. Demetrius Lewis. How you doing? How you doing? All right, I'm good, sir. How are you? George, you are so gorgeous, this judge. I just have to tell you, you're gorgeous. Thank, thank you, Mr. Lewis. All right, Mr. All right, Mr. Lewis. Flattery will get you everywhere. But maybe not here. The, the court finds probable cause on count one, burglary, occupied, dwelling, unarmed. Count two, possession of MDMA ecstasy. She threw it at him. Oh, my God. Uh, so he is being held on uh, $5,000, by You're the so way. so gorgeous. So gorgeous. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Uh, a man is warning people against using headphones while falling asleep after healthcare workers had to remove a wireless earbud from his esophagus. Brad Gauthier went to bed Monday listening to music. He woke up Tuesday, shoveled snow for about an hour, and then went inside to take a sip of water, but the liquid wouldn't go down, oh, boy. and he had to lean over to drain it from his throat. Gauthier also noticed that he was missing one of his two wireless earbuds, which he said he typically uses as he falls asleep. And he was hearing Aerosmith from his throat. Uh, Gauthier's son suggested that perhaps his father had swallowed the earbud, which is exactly what an x-ray at a local emergency clinic had revealed. So you'd get up, go about your day, and not realize you had an earbud lodged in your throat? Yeah, and then he tries to drink, and and that's when it was uh, clear to him. I think I would feel it immediately. The small plastic device was lodged in his lower... Lower esophagus. 
Uh, Gauthier said that he never experienced more than minor discomfort the whole time. All right. So I, I don't know the word on if they went in to get it out yet or not. The other one was up his ass. <laughs> and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file wow. for you. All right. Uh, normally, we'd take a break real quick. we got to take a uh, phone call. And uh, let me go over here and see who we have. Uh, hi, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, if my family's on <laughs> <laughs> Gary, Gary gave you a good morning, it. Good morning, it Gary. How you doing, Preston? How you doing, sweet tea, Catherine? Hi. How you doing, bud? Good. How are you, Gary? She called it's your butt. birthday today. What? It's Happy your birthday? birthday? Happy birthday. Oh. February 8th, man. It's good people were born today. How, how old are you today, Gary? I'm like a high 57 sauce. I'm real sweet and, spe- uh, sweet and tangy. <laughs> are you 57? 57 years old. 57 years young. Yes, I am, Preston. Wow. What's your secret? Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, you really want to know? Yeah. yeah. Anything is a plump, ju- a plump and juicy camel toe makes you, makes you live longer. What? A plump and juicy oh, camel toe. God. Now you're, you're just quoting Confucius oh now. Oh. Kathy, Kathy, are, are you, you so doing, hot and wet man? right now? Ew, What's up, Preston? How you doing, man? Dude, I'm doing good. Gary, did you watch the Super Bowl last night? Yeah, it, it, you know, Tom Brady's the machine. What are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do, man? What are you going to do, man? Uh, the weekend dude was pretty cool, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you a fan of the weekend? Yeah. I, I'm a rock and roller, man. I, yeah. I, I never even knew that dude until I seen that show last night, man. Okay. okay. All right. But anyway, I just want to tell everybody I miss my family, man. I love you to death. <laughs> Happy yeah. birthday. Are you yeah. going to do anything special for your birthday? Uh, Go down to Ca- the... Camel Toe Specials. Camel oh, Toe Specials. Got a theme going. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Except with Gary, it's an actual camel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey by the way, last week... Last week, when you're doing that thing with the pancakes and the, I thought I called it pancakes porn and 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 the, and the pants. Right. That I, I would love to see Casey with that Delco ass. With that, I bet you he has a nice camel toe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Casey, you like Gary? Would, yeah. would you give him a little access for his birthday? Yeah, Gary, I'll show you. Hey, hey, by the way, can I can I get one of your posters sent to my house for for a calendar, please? Can for I have his one? birthday? Sure. Can we? Yeah, let's see if we can work that out. Yeah. 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 Next yeah. year, I'll drop it off. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get you a poster, Gary. He'll drop it off. No, no, Nick said said that uh, Connor was going to drop it off later. Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll get it sent to your house. Real quick, Gary, we only get occasional check-ins with you, so we do want to know: Are you? uh, Shift. He's been doing a shift. I thought he does the morning show on B one hundred and one. I said the shift. The shift. I've been doing that shift for a year. What shift are you doing? Quarantining. Oh, oh yeah. You've been quarantining for a year, so you started yeah, I, quarantining before anything happened. The last time I worked was March 16th. Oh, wow. You haven't worked since March 16th? Nope. What do you do to make ends meet, Gary? Uh, I, I, I do what I do. So, did you, did, <laughs> are, are you on any sort of public assistance, Gary? It's got to be. Yeah, no, I don't get enough. I don't get none of that. Okay. Stuff, so, so let me ask you. You, you, you did have a job, and um. The, but the last job was over a year ago? Yep. Okay. I'm, Are you I'm, looking? I, I'm, I'm in a restaurant business. I open bars and restaurants. Uh-huh. Okay. You I open like bars and restaurants? Is that <laughs> yeah, what it is? Yeah, it's the, try the Camel Toe Special. You're like a Steven Starr type. I, look, I go in there. I, I get the. I, I go in there and I get it ready to start the business for the day. I prep everything. Okay. He's in pod ready. all the time, yeah. Okay, I you're. Do it all, man. Oh, yeah, you do the prep. Can't have the tapestry over here. 
I just want my life back. I want to get a job. I want. To- we want you to get a job. You, yes. uh, if anyone's looking to hire, so you're you're basically a restaurateur is what you are right now. And, and <laughs> you're, I'm, you're a, looking- I'm, a, I'm a I'm a morning manager. I like I like to open up businesses. Okay. And get them started for the day. And okay. Then, okay. All yeah, right. Get out of there before the customers. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, if you have a player, I come. To, I come. I come. I come. To, I go to work. I do my eight innings and I leave. All okay. right. Just make sure that it's a business that's actually hired you before you go in. Okay. Who needs the ninth inning? Well, thank you, Shotgun Steve Morris. All right. I, listen, I, I, I do want you to get get a, a job, and I know you. You know you you love going to work. You're very social. Uh, so, but right now you're you're looking for stuff in the restaurant industry. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. That's okay. What I do. I'm a people person. I love to open up bars and restaurants. You That's what at, I do. I'm very you, so you basically show up with keys, unlock the door, and then leave. <laughs> you like to get hired for one thing and then do something else. I just I just want to tell you all seriously, with all due respect, I, I love you and I truly miss my family. Well, man. happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday, Gary. Thank yeah. you very much, Preston. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Nick. Thank Marissa. No, 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 Triple M. Thank you, Marissa. Triple M. <laughs> yep. Triple happy birthday, Gary. All right. Happy birthday, Yay! Gary Lowry. Happy birthday, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll see you later. We have to add him to the list of uh, celeb birthdays. We do. You know what? I we gotta. I gotta mark that down. Put it down. Thank you. For next year, yeah. We gotta. We gotta make sure we we uh, acknowledge that. A lot of Camelto references. Uh, Several Camelto. Somebody somewhere, one of his friends said that, and now he's uh, yes, he's glommed onto it. All right. uh, By the way, we gotta take a break, and I do want to remind you, we do have uh, the latest Daily Rush video, which is up for your consumption, and you can check it out now at W. Memo.com or PrestonSteve.com. Uh, who can you book on Cameo? Uh, the, the description is, better question, will a Cameo celeb break up with mm. the person you're dating for you so you don't have to? You can watch it now at PrestonSteve.com. Sponsored by Punchline, Philly Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant bar. We're going to take a break. Coming back in a moment. Stay with us. Club MMR, buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order now and receive free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order now and receive free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So uh, we have a bit of an announcement to make. Um, oh, this oh. is this is pretty cool. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, the cardboard classic is not going to happen this year with the uh, pandemic and restrictions. And I mean, that's just thousands of people packed into one spot. It's obviously not going to happen. That was the last event, the last big event that we, as a morning show, did. Mm-hmm. Just days later, ev- yeah. all hell broke loose. Everything changed. But now, drum roll, please. Okay. I am happy to announce, and I'll explain after I announce, the Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic Home Edition. Yeah. And listen, I we really have to thank 
some of the teams that regularly build because this was their idea. The ones that you come uh, year after year, the Tiki's, the the uh, you know Bob Havens and Company, the stalwarts, the, 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 the Dirty Delco, yes, all these guys. Oh, actually, the the lifeblood, yeah. of the cardboard classic. They refuse to say no. The really big ones, they are the ones that want to keep the spirit of the event alive and do a modified building competition for bragging rights only. So they're going to do it with some of the same rules, meaning cardboard, tape, string, glue, and paint only. But uh, they're going to change the size on it. So no, it's they're going to be a smaller sled. Right. Which should be pretty damn interesting because I would imagine that would open up some real detail-oriented uh, designs. Yeah. They can do a little bit more. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd be curious to see this. So the it's going to be restricted to a maximum of a four by six, four foot by six foot base. That's it. So it's like a single person slide. Right. And uh, we are going to help out with the voting. And you can get all the details at WMMR.com and the keyword is cardboard. So this is all about doing it for fun. So if this is something that you've done with groups in the past, and you guys still want to do at least something. This helps kind of keep the spirit alive, even though we can't do it this year. You can go to WMMR.com and use the keyword cardboard and find all the information right there. I think it's very cool. I'm excited that this element. Listen, we, we I think we've done a pretty good job since all of this kicked in by doing versions of what we normally do to keep that going. We know we're going to yeah. get back to the regular thing, but... A we lot know of these this sucks for everybody. You it know? does suck. Yeah. And you know what the truth of the matter is, though? A lot of these things, uh, I think, are revealing other aspects of events that we've done that we're probably going to carry sure. into the the return of these various events. There's some cool stuff we've been ending up with. So we're going to have the voting take place on the website, and uh, it will be the morning of the date that we would normally be having the Cardboard Classic Friday, March 5th. So I think that's when we're going to start the voting. Uh, so yeah, between now and then... To get your apparatus together, so you get roughly a month or so, which for you know a smaller sled, you ought to be able to do a lot in that amount of time. Intricate work, perhaps a little bit more on the artistic side, maybe miniaturization. Maybe you make a super small sled that fits in the palm of your hand. <laughs> I'm looking at a uh, posting from uh, Cardboard Sled Union 933. Is this current, Marissa? So they're already working on theirs. Look at that. Look at the handiwork. I don't even know what the hell it's going to be, but uh, there's <laughs> some amazing stuff that's yeah. already visible now. Yeah. And if they want to take this out and find a hill and run it down on their own, then I'm sure they will. Oh, and I want to see footage of it and Most we want to post it if they do. Definitely. So you can go to uh, WMMR.com, keyword cardboard, and take a look right now. Oh, my God. I'm looking at pictures from last year. No, was it last year? It was. It was last year when our buddy Mike, Mr. Peanut, oh my God. got run over by the giant. How is Mike? Do we know? He's, actually, he's I, good. I, I chatted with him a couple of weeks ago. He's doing what great. Wonderful, he got a job with planters. Uh, no, he's, <laughs> he's he's had a really uh, great end of the year last year and beginning of the year this year. It was a really nice conversation. Uh, but maybe, in, uh, you know, to keep the tradition going, he breaks his own jaw this year. Uh, yeah. maybe, maybe. I would say this, is that when God. we return to the mountain and we do it, we, he needs to be our, um, like, our grand marshal. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good in, idea. In honor. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll uh, want another thing over him. God, we're watching video of this right now. I'll never forget it. I was in the driver's seat. 
<laughs> which obviously you don't drive. You just sit there. Sure, you had a steering wheel press. When we ran <laughs> over him, and I was like, oh, my God. And uh-huh. for whatever, you know, like the, like the 12 seconds or whatever it was to, to come to a rest <laughs> was like an eternity. Well, I'm I'm like... We were all became instantly mortified. It was wow. it was a bad confluence of events. Uh, but Kathy, I think you did. You run over or somebody? He's no, Kathy, okay. No, it was me. Yeah. It was yeah. me. I, I look at him and I go, "How many fingers am I holding up?" And he goes four, and I go, "You're okay. <laughs> you should be a doctor. Oh yeah. He's gonna be fine, everybody. He's gonna be fine. He, he can knows. count." Meanwhile, his jaw shattered. Oh my. You know, all that. He's okay. You know what? I do remember you saying that now. He's uh-huh. okay. Oh. And yeah, I remember you you, his, you took off his leg, which had been torn off. And you're yeah. waving over. <laughs> he's okay. He's, okay. Uh, he's on the phone. Oh. Okay. Uh, he's calling in right now. Mike. Doctor? Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, man? Good, good. How are you guys? Good. You sound great. Yes. Doing, doing much better. Excellent. So, listen, we just made the announcement. Were you aware uh, that this was going to be happening? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. I'm part of the plan. Um, we're going to take it down. We're going to meet up somewhere, on, you know, not disclosed, and uh, take the floods down. Oh, okay. So, once these are built and then we have the competition on our winners for design, you guys will, will take them out and find a place so you can run them. Stay in the back of it, please, whatever you do. And also, uh, we kind of just blurted it out, but I think it'd be a, a really wonderful um, end to this saga is that when we do return to the mountain, you'll be the Grand Marshal of the Cardboard Classic. Can't wait. All right. Nice. All right. Except we got, got another year, though. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll get there, though. Yep. Yeah. We'll, we'll get you up and running 100% by then. All right, but, dude, glad to hear you're doing all right. Okay, Mike? You got it. All right, we'll talk to you. See you, man. Bye-bye. <laughs> all right. His wife was so funny and a wonderful wife. She, she had that that sort of, and I talked to her right after it all happened, and she was she had that, uh, I'm so glad he's okay. I was so worried for him, but he was... What a stupid idiot uh, sort yeah. of thing that a loving wife, my wife, I've heard her have that tone with me. Yeah. You know, and it's it's funny. Well, so because we had heard that he was okay, yeah. you know, I posted the video. I'm right. like, hey, but don't worry. He's all right. He's all right. And then his wife commented on my, he's not all right. He's got a broken jaw in like four places. He's in the emergency room right now. And I was like, oh, no. So I took the post down. I got in touch with her. I was like, listen, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't, we didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought he was okay. And- yeah. Except oh. now the video was Everywhere. It's everywhere. Oh, it's everywhere. <laughs> it was on Barstool. We're on like lists yeah. of like <laughs> disaster videos. Ridiculousness on MTV. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it made some. I hate that host of that show. Was it Rob Deard? Is that what he is? Anyways, maybe he's a nice guy, but he's as annoying as that. But it anyway. resurfaces all the time. Like, yeah. It'll show up. Mm-hmm. I, I sent yeah. it to you guys like two weeks ago. It just showed up on some random site. It, it was, you know, skiing fails or whatever. And, and yeah, it's just, it's a funny video. It's funnier <laughs> knowing that he's okay now. Well, but it is. Yeah. And, and listen, when I when I declared him okay, <laughs> I, okay, mind you, he had blood in his teeth, uh-huh. but he was smiling. Oh, so yeah. he's smiling. He goes, and I go, you're okay. He's all right, everybody. Hey. In my medical opinion, he's okay. Wow. Uh, hang on. Uh, Pat from the Cardboard Sled Union 933 is on. Hey, Pat, how you doing, man? Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Hey, Pat, you're the one who reached out about this, right? That's correct, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, uh, Bob 
from uh, Delco. He posted some pictures of some cardboard in his shed, and I was like, oh, man, I got a ton of cardboard left over from last year, too. Yeah. When it snows, we'll make a little sled. We'll have a little fun competition. And then we kind of just kind of spitballed with it, and we're like, oh, man, we can make something out of this. So I hit up a bunch of other teams, and uh, everybody seemed interested. We, you know, we just want to do it for bragging rights, have fun. Like, we look it. forward to it every year. We need something. That's great. It's right. so good. And so how do you feel about making something smaller this year, just kind of a, a cool little project? Yeah, yeah. You know, we just wanted to do something. Because, like, we were originally going to do the Yellow Submarine this year. Oh. Like, last year, we had that 40-foot train from yeah. the Hogwarts. Yeah. Which oh, was my. amazing. It was incredible. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so this year, we decided uh, we're going to do Brave Little Toaster. Oh. Brave oh. Little Toaster. Dude, hang on to that Yellow Submarine idea. I love that. All right. So All hopefully right. next year, man, we're, we'll be back, back to normal. So, yes. Pat, uh, <laughs> Pat, you guys did Hogwarts Express last year. What are some of the other ones you've done over the years? Uh, before that was NeverEnding Story. We did Jaws, <laughs> uh, Batman, Willy Wonka, Ghostbusters. This is our 11th year. I'm trying to think what else we did. By the way, the, the, the NeverEnding Story, what was the, the creature's name? Oh, oh the, the Luck oh, Dragon. Uh, the Luck Dragon. Falcor. Yeah, Falcourt, yeah. Uh, when his ears went up, <laughs> and you guys didn't even intend that to happen, right? No, yeah. It was a home run. I mean, it looked like flying Falcor. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys. But I'm right. glad that we were able to get something going here. Yeah, well, dude, uh, we're we're excited about it. Thanks, thanks for uh, for reaching out and uh, and you know we're, let's get it going on. All right, man. All right. All right, Pat. All right, thanks, awesome. bud. Take care. All right. He mentioned Bob. Bob's on the line. Bob, Bob Havens. Yo, Bob, buddy. Yo, good morning, it guys. How you good doing? Morning, yeah. Good morning to you, <laughs> man. Uh, I'll tell you, I'm just calling to uh, again uh, reiterate what Pat said. You know, we just started banging ideas around and said, "Dude, we got all this cardboard. Let's just do something small. I'll send you some videos. You send me some videos." We reached out to Mike, and then I said, "Man, we got to send some emails to to the to the boys and uh, see if they like the idea." And and this is where we ended up. I absolutely love it. No, it's it's, it's tremendous because it keeps it going. It's still happening in in a way. We're going to get to a, a full return, and that'll be great. But in the interim, you, you still whet everyone's appetite. And uh, we're actually kind of uh, curious to see what you come up with on a smaller scale. Well, I'm I'm small. But I'm high again. Ah. <laughs> okay, yeah, because you know what? There won't be any height restrictions no. on what you guys yeah, do. Yeah, about it. And, and I always <laughs> take pride in making it all the way to the bottom of the hill. Yep. You know, I kind of over-engineer things. And uh, like two years ago when we were the tie-dye, ta- tie-dye turntable, yeah. we hit those rubber bumpers and we kept going. <laughs> and we were like two feet away from the crowd. So last year I noticed when we had the Roadrunner um, being chased by Wiley Coyote, you guys had more rubber bumpers there for us. Oh, I, I guess the mountain decided to put yeah, those down just, just to make sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of the some of these things, wow. it's amazing. Because a lot of times you'll see things and you're saying, "Okay, that's not going to make it down." Not only will it make it down, but it makes it all the way to the end of the run, which is yeah. astonishing. It's a tribute to the um, to the work that you guys put into these things. Yeah, man, we have a blast. And if I could tell you real quick, last year. Every year I take something off the sled. I'll try and give you guys something. And because Sarah always rides with us, I always give her something to keep. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm not as artsy as Kathy, but <laughs> when I, I drew out that uh, Roadrunner face and I drew out Wiley Coyote's head, I was looking at that thing and I said, man, I was spot on with that. I'm keeping the, the Coyote's head and I'm bringing that home with us. 
Well, we get to the bottom of the hill. We're over by the trash truck, and we're jumping around and high-fiving people. And I turn around, and a new person that joined our, our group was handing the head to somebody in the stands. And I'm like, no. But this dude turned around, and he started high-stepping and jumping around with that thing and running back to his, his people that he was hanging with. Mm-hmm. And, and that and that just, just made my day. You know what I mean? Like, All right, that's that, why we do it. Yeah, like, it's the whole thing. Yep. Crowd and it, it's, it's so much fun. I'm so glad that we can keep this thing going. Excellent. All right. Well, listen, Bob, thanks a bunch, and uh, looking forward to seeing your creativity once again. Uh, you got it, and I'll give you a little hint. Okay. Hey, mister. You in there? Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, that's wow. great. Uh, hey, mister. I love it, Bob. All right. Oh, thanks, man. We'll talk to you Take later. Hey, hey, mister. Hey, mister. Hey, mister. Oh, that's awesome. That's excellent. And you know what? This will be the, a chance for the average Joe uh, to actually have a shot against these guys who are the masters because yeah. they build these gigantic contraptions, and you can do something that's a little bit more... Modified. Uh, manageable. Yeah, yeah. At four, exactly. At four by six feet. Yeah. Um, so that's underway, and you can go to WMMR.com for the details. It's exciting. Nice. It is exciting. It is. All right, so I, I didn't realize we were going to talk about that for a while. Yeah. Well, we did. Um, and I know we have a guest coming up at nine or so. What Calling us should... directly from Loch Ness. What do you think we should do here, Case? Can I talk about something <clears throat> short? Or? I would like some some incidentally type things, I yeah. think. But well, whatever you have. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 8.53, so uh, our guest is at 9. But is our guest good for any time, I guess? Yeah. Do you want to see if he can call now, or do you want to push it back? Nah, let's, uh, we'll, we'll talk to him in a, in a couple of minutes. Okay. Uh, all right, so this is the new junk drawer music, by the way. <laughs> Uh, some states are better than others for dating in 2021, and there is a wallet hub that had some uh, experts analyze all 50 states and rank them. For, for like a month and a half? In a 100-point uh, scale. No, what will be the best oh, okay. uh, for, for dating? All right, all so right. Best, best areas for singles. And apparently the state's got scores for 27 relevant metrics that fall under three key dimensions, including dating opportunities, romance and fun, and dating economies. And the top five best states for singles were New York, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Texas, and Florida. How about that? Interesting. Uh, Do they uh, break it down to cities? No. Okay. It's states. Uh, and it says here, the Sunshine State ranked number one in dating opportunities at it. Why would it? Oh, yeah. Okay. The Florida was last as far as this list goes, because it said New York, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Texas, and Florida. I assume that's in reverse order then. Wait. Uh, so Florida was number one as it had an abundance of online and mobile dating while it ranked sixth and tied with New York and Texas for having the most restaurants and movie theaters per capita. Okay. But so it, doesn't really go into, it doesn't go into specifics <clears throat> about Pennsylvania and why this is a great place for singles. We've got the mountains, but we don't have the sea. That's right. true. Right. The worst states for singles were found to be Arkansas, Hawaii, North Dakota, West Virginia, and New Mexico. Hawaii for singles? Yeah. I think that would be a great place. But I guess so. maybe available singles... That because might you're be on a, a, an island and everyone's already paired off. Yeah, I think that might be the the case with that, dude. But I don't know, man. I think the state per state thing. It's, it's just, a crock of crap. It is. It depends on where you are in the state, too. Yeah. 
I mean, if you're in Puxatawney, you're probably not doing too well. Right. right. It's got to be so difficult right now because of the. Oh, well, the God. Pain. You know what? Like, oh, my God. I've heard that it is not really. It's in some aspects it's taken a hit. In other aspects, it's doing much better. Now, you can't obviously the the out at the bar sort of thing is not happening. However, like, for example, the introduction, I think I mentioned it on the show a while ago, of this new aspect of well, I forget which app it is that allows you to go on a mini video date prior to an actual date. OK, um, is taking off. So um, but then actually going out on a date. I mean, listen, I, I just don't know how people are, you know, generally uh, are are interacting these days, you know, like. My um, uh, extracurricular stuff, like I'm potted, right? Yeah. So, like, I don't, I'm not really hanging out with anybody. Pot is P-O-D. I know you're wondering. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sitting like a potted it. plant. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, I'm, I'm potted. Okay. So the, my, um, I have some topsoil, and I just sit there waiting to grow. You know, my my social <laughs> life is spent mainly with my family and or you know people that I work with. Yeah, and some side acts and and a l- couple. Pieces of side action, and then that is it. And that's it. That's all. And that's it. That's it. Uh, yes, I would imagine right now, as opposed to, you know, freer times. Yes. There's got to be more challenges, obviously. But other people are not, you know, as um, strict as, as my family is, I'm, but, I'm, and that's I'm, fine. That, well, you have you have a, somebody who's at risk at home, and you, mm-hmm. you're, you're taking the right precautions. I think if you're perhaps – I see a lot of people on social media who are posting – they're in relationships, and they're, they're they seem to be following a, a bit of a protocol, but they are still dating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they use they'll do the swab test, but they will use uh, their genitals for the swab. Okay, so, well, yeah, okay. I'm yeah. understanding that the the ass swab is the now ass swab the is thing. now. You just have to get inventive with the ass swab. So Pennsylvania for dating, we're in the we're in the top five. It's it's bad. a crappy. It's, it's not a list that is crappy that we're a part of. Finally, all right. Hey. Here's another. Maybe you guys saw this: a surreal blood red river. Inundated the Indonesian village of Jengat after floods hit a nearby uh, Batik uh, factory. Oh, Batik. Causing a frenzy on social media. I don't understand what it is. Mm. Well, so did you see the pictures? Because it, it, it looks. It looks like biblical. Like it's blood. It's biblical. Uh, thousands of users on Twitter shared photos and videos of the village being flooded by crimson colored water, which some social media users said reminded them of blood. Uh, and Pekalongan is a city known for manufacturing batik. What is batik? A traditional Indonesian method of using wax to resist water-based dyes to depict patterns and drawings, usually on fabric. So it's a dye that's causing this river to go red. Uh, Correct. So it's not uncommon for rivers in Pekalongan to turn different colors, bright green water, uh, covered another village north of the city during a flood last month. Uh, but sometimes the, the puddles of uh, water can be purple as well. But this red thing specifically has to do with this stuff that they that they use in these dyes. So is it Chicago where they dye the river green? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Every year, St. Patty's Day. Yeah, they go green yeah. uh, for St. Patrick's Day, yeah. Uh, but this, I mean, it looks like, you know, it looks like it's running red with blood. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that can imagine... As you could imagine. Uh, people were probably saying that it's the end of times, and <laughs> here we are. It's the, you know, the And here it is, the Batik factory. Sign of the ap- uh, apocalypse, and it was, yes, the Batik. I, I assume that's how you pronounce it, B-A-T-I-K. Let's go with that. Or Batik. I'm not really sure. Mm. Um, so anyhow, don't be afraid. That's all that it was. 
Uh, state legislators in North Carolina are seeking to raise the state's minimum age for marriage from 14 to 18. Oh. Come on. You're telling me that a 14-year-old doesn't have enough of the uh, mental chops to uh, to get married and raise a family? <laughs> the companion bills were introduced in both chambers on Monday aimed at amending laws that have not been updated for two decades. I'm fairly certain that my aunt got married at 16. Okay. She, I, I know for a fact that she did elope. And Was that around here, Case? Yeah, Philadelphia. Okay. How old uh, is your oldest, Case? Uh my oldest yeah. child, yeah, fifteen. Okay, so, so, so at this point, she's a spinster. It's kind of, yeah. 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 Uh, but she and it was a successful marriage. I mean, she was married all the way up until the time of her death. Mm. You know? Listen, there, there were, there was a time when that was fairly normal. Um, you know, but it, it does seem kind of weird right now to get the, the notion of being married at fourteen. Yeah, no, it seems insanely weird. You got to wait till you're sixty. Uh, current state <laughs> law in North Carolina requires parental consent for minors to marry. It allows marriage with children as young as 14 years old with court approval in cases involving pregnancy or raising a child commonly referred to as the pregnancy exception. However, however, some marriages have reportedly involved girls as young as 12, Steve. <sighs> According to the International Center for Research as, on Women. As a parent, would that be something you'd use as discipline? If you don't clean your room, you can't get married. Uh, <laughs> almost 4,000 marriage license applications involving minors were filed in half of North Carolina's counties between uh, 2000 and 2019, meaning upward of 9,100 applications were likely submitted statewide during that time. Approximately 93% of those applications were between an adult and a minor. Oh, boy. With over 200 minors marrying someone at least 10 years their senior. That's chilling. Yes, it is. Finish your spinach or I'll tell your husband. (laughs) The legally sanctioned marriage licenses would have otherwise been Class B felony under the state's statutory rape laws. Imagine a wedding where all the catering was Go-Gurt and chicken nuggets. Yeah. Uh, Research from the ICRW reportedly shows child marriages correlate to uh, increased rates of poverty, yeah, domestic violence, sexually transmitted infections, and early pregnancy. They just passed some sort of legislation in California that everyone was freaking out about that allowed some sort of gray area. And child advocates um, were—I don't know exactly what it was. Where but it, in California? Okay. Yeah, it, it somehow got out of the bill and passed. Uh, but it's it's one of these things that's like everyone who, you know, the, the dog looking into the fan, like, really? That passed? Right, right. Yeah, I, I don't know how uh, how it, these things aren't eradicated immediately. <sighs> I, I don't know. Well, you look at there are countries around the world where, you're, you know, there there are the still child brides. You yeah, know. we don't live in those countries. I know. Get rid of this. <laughs> this is stupid. 14 years old. All right, and then one last thing, and then we're going to have to take a break. Uh, you may have seen this online. Tezuka Brown has been in a bit of a sticky situation for the past month. This gal usually concludes her daily hair regimen by applying some got-to-be-glued styling spray as a finishing touch. Got-to-be-glued. That's what it's called. Yeah. But when her bottle recently ran out, she grabbed what seemed like the next best thing to slick down her hair. Gorilla glue spray adhesive. <laughs> gorilla glue, by the way, gorilla glue and gorilla tape uh, has earned its gorilla moniker because uh, it is. I've never the, used it. It's the deal. Yeah. It's the deal. Uh, she admitted on the instantly viral video bad, bad, bad idea. 
Uh, turns out the Gorilla Glue worked exactly as advertised, forming a clear, permanent bond that is moisture-resistant and can be used on projects both indoors and out. And now, Brown's hair has been stuck in the same style ever since. Uh, she says she has wash, washed it 15 times, oh. and it hasn't budged at okay. all. Did I read correctly that she went to the hospital? Uh, I don't they, know. I didn't uh, see yeah. that. So yeah. I believe she's gone to the hospital, and I, I don't know if they're able to relieve it or at least start a program that would help it um, break up. But, I mean, she, she didn't want to cut her hair off, which would have been the option. I think she might have to cut her hair off. Yeah. <laughs> um, or you just spend a lot of time letting it grow out. Grow actually out. grow out gonna or whatever. It's going to take forever, right? Yeah. yeah, Steve, I'm on her uh, her Instagram page, and uh, there are several posts in a row of uh, the emergency room. Okay. Uh, oh. Yeah, I mean, she's, this is, she's in it for the long haul. Wow. Have you ever uh, made a, uh, a similar missed call with a uh, toothpaste or... Uh, oh, put the wrong product? Yeah, I yeah. almost... Now, do you remember when um, Moose was uh, was popular in the 1980s? Yes. And maybe early 90s? Oh, jeez. Why ha- don't you forget <laughs> the moose? So hair moose. <laughs> For a moment. Uh, I used it as shaving cream by accident one time. I Did mean, I started, no, I started, and immediately it was too thin as soon as I put it on my face. But when you put it in your hand, it yeah, looks, like looks like shaving, shaving cream. cream. Yeah, yeah. But I've never had a, I never had a moment where I was like, uh-oh. I've run out of shaving cream and used things like, like, um. I've used soap. So I've used, yeah. um, uh, uh. Dermacil or whatever the you know like the, uh, moisturizer. I've used suntan lotion. Mm-hmm. It's not awful, but my friend Susan in college uh, thought that she bought uh, Pantene two in one, <laughs> and it turns out she just bought Pantene conditioner. So she thought that she was washing her hair oh and she God. was just using <gasps> conditioner. For she two, looked like a grease two, ball. Two months, Kathy, and <laughs> her hair got greasier and greasier oh and like just matted down. Oh my and God, she was like, awful. I don't understand why my hair doesn't feel. I bought the right shampoo. Then she didn't buy shampoo at all. Oh God, she just bought conditioner. And she wouldn't have known immediately. I mean, you could. It feels I, different. I guess she just thought okay. that like it was a new. It was new. I for guess her. it just doesn't lather up. Yeah. yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my god, that's awful. So uh, th- that was twenty three years ago, and we still make fun of her for it. That's funny. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, years ago, uh, my brother uh, was it my brother? Somebody in my family? Somebody my brother? Uh, we were with my grandmother, and he brushed his teeth with Polydent. No, oh, jeez. <laughs> You know, which is uh oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's for that's for dentures, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's like that could tear up your mouth a bit. I it's would imagine, adhesive, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the adhesive. Yeah, I was thinking of the stuff that that no, clean, poly- that cleans the dentures. Well, yeah, uh, maybe that's oh, poly-grip. it. Yeah. Polygrip. Poly-grip. That's because it. it came in a similar tube. Thanks, Casey. No. Okay. Uh, well, it does happen from time to time, but good lord, grabbing gorilla glue. <laughs> I guess there's a spray. <laughs> Uh, hang on, let me go to Nick. Hi, Nick. Good morning. What's up, bitches? Yo, bud. Want to hear your story? What's up? So, uh, one time I uh, I was I had this cream for like jock it, just like any other guy would. So I grab it, put it on, and about thirty seconds later, it starts burning furiously, and I realize I grabbed Ben Gay instead. <gasps> oh. I tried to I tried to wash it. And go in the shower, but it only made it worse. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been painting for about, I give or take 30, 40 minutes. Yep. You that just have to ride right. that one out. Yep. Yeah. There's nothing you can do because it starts to soak in immediately. The skin, yeah. It, and there's no getting it out. It's sort of an oil base. Wow, wow man, that sucks. What's wrong? And I, and I had to explain to my mom what happened, and she just started laughing at me. Oh, that's yeah. funny. All right, thanks, Nick. 
I had uh, my buddy Steve one time. He had uh, he played uh, baseball in a league in a men's league, and uh, his back was killing him. So he put uh, he put icy hot all over his back. And they got out there and played baseball Ooh. in summertime. Sweat it all over. Sweat uh-huh. ran down the oh, crack boy. of his ass. Oh, no. Oh, to, dear to Lord. I don't know about yeah. that, but it got his ass. Oh, man. And that was excruciating. So, But that wasn't a mistaken identity thing. <laughs> no, that was, that was just, just you didn't use it quite right. right. Yeah. About it. Yep. So interesting. But uh, Gorilla Glue yeah. is what she used on her hair. And I love it. I want to see a follow-up on that and what ended up happening. All right, listen, we should take a break. We did have a guest uh, who had called in during that uh, segment, but we want to have him in the next segment. And it's just an interesting uh, listener moment. Yes. Um, tried to talk to him last week. He's uh, Scottish. Works, he's in the military and has actually had face-to-face time with Queen Elizabeth herself. Made love to her. Uh, I don't know about oh, okay. that, but right. we can ask him if, right. if it led has. to that or not. But we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. That we'll get to some other stuff. Stay with us. We'll return shortly. Find 93.3 WMMR at radio.com. Yes. Yes, you can. So we got this uh, email, Nick did, uh, from a guy who's emailed over the years out of uh, Scotland. Uh, and his name is Ian. And uh, he wrote in this particular email, he said, uh, Hey, Scottish listener here. I've not emailed for a few years. I'm still listening. Uh, lately, you've spoken about the Queen and the TV show The Crown with the latest season set in the Highlands at Balmoral Castle. I was a soldier and served there in 1999, the year after Diana died. Huh. Anyway, if there's anything that I can answer for you guys, just ask. He said, I had a pint with the queen. She had a gin and tonic. Nice. Yeah. And uh, he said she was brilliant. He said, uh, met them all, and they spoke and treat us with respect. Love to hear that. Yeah. He said, so many of you guys' discussions have helped me out through a year of hell. Split with my partner of 21 years. December 2019. Thought... uh, Keep the head. Don't go go out trying to pull women. Boom, COVID. So after 21 years of absolute faith, faithfulness, I'm not allowed within six feet of women. How's that luck for you? <laughs> uh, anyway, I hope I can help. All the best, Ian. So Nick got in touch. He's like, let's talk to him, man. Yeah, yeah let's, let's hear the story him. straight from him. Cool stories. Uh, so uh, let's give it to him. This is uh, Ian, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Ian, good morning. Good morning again. Oh, yeah, good morning yeah. again. That sounds so much, so much better. better. <laughs> much better. We tried to have him on last week, and uh, the signal was uh, terrible. Where are you uh, today, Ian? Just outside a bit called Dumfries. Dumfries? No. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying <laughs> yeah. to mimic what you yeah. said, man. <laughs> Dumfries is already this. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, well, listen. Uh, this, uh, we, you know, you've listened for years. How how long have you been uh, tuning into the Preston and Steve show? Uh, as I said, uh, since that Mac Daddy show, I can remember that was probably one of my first memories of the show. Okay, so when Kathy referenced the Mac, the guy yelling Mac Daddy at wow. the gym, which would have had to have been, I'm going to guess 2005, 2006. Right, yeah. in the old studio. Yeah, in the yeah. old studio. So that's a while. And how did you happen upon us? I just stumbled on the podcast. Okay, like on I iTunes? An ex- I drive an excavator for about 12 hours a day, so something to listen to, so... I went on just to stumble onto your podcast and enjoyed it. Like, All right. That's awesome. Es- es- excavator? I caught that word in there. Yeah, yeah. And podcast. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, Ian, have you, have you ever been to the States before? I was in New York in 2015, plus uh, I served were over in uh, Louisiana and Kentucky with the Army as well. Oh, so, so you're over here with, with the Army, your Army, obviously, uh, yes. and, and, and serving in a domestic capacity here. Uh, what, what did they have you doing here? 
It was just like an exchange programme. Like you, you sent troops over here, and we went over there, and we done an exercise ah. down at uh, the hundred and first Screaming Eagles. Oh wow! Oh, that's okay. cool. It was quite enjoyable. Well, Let's hear a little bit about your time at Balmoral, and uh, it says, you know, you'd written and said you served there the year after Diana died. Um, what was that like? Uh, it was actually it was good. It was interesting. Uh, you didn't realize how close you were going to actually be with them all when you first went. We were in charge of uh, a couple of ponies. <laughs> they take so many soldiers, and they take uh, a pony platoon, so they give you two ponies, and they give you about 10 minutes lessons on these ponies. And once they go and shoot the stags, we go up the hills and bring them back with these ponies. And then you go back to Balmoral to get them butchered and you end up standing there and all of a sudden Prince William standing next to your Prince Charles or something. Okay, so, so, you, so, so you take these ponies and, and you'll use them to bring the stag back? I mean, to, to, to essentially, you'll, will you throw it on top of the pony and have it yeah. taken back that way? Okay. And how long did you do that job, Ian? I think it was, I think it was about six or seven weeks we were up there for. Okay, and so... Who did you spend most time with or, or have the most uh, conversations with out of the royal family? Uh, probably. I sat in a Jeep one day with Prince William. With Prince for William. 20 minutes. Okay, and he would have been, wow, 16. he was a kid then, right? 16 he was then. 16. 16. Um, so so I, they, they don't, do they discourage or is it pretty much if, if one of the royals happens to be in proximity and they talk to you, you're completely fine? Um, you know, allowed to interact. It's not one of these, like, sort of classic beefeater sort of things where you're supposed to remain stoic and not engage. No, no. If they speak to you, you'd obviously just speak back to them as normal. All right. You, you wouldn't go chasing them about for a conversation. Okay. <laughs> so for us, you know, watching The Crown in the States, we're, we're gaining some knowledge into um, the history of the royal family there. Um, and, and some of it is uh, fictionalized or dramatized for the show. But um, it, it really is a fascinating glimpse into to the history of, of England and Scotland and, and the British Isles. Uh, what is your perspective on that show? It seems okay. Aye, I've enjoyed it. I've watched all those episodes so far. It seems okay. Like I just kind of see it doing too far fetched in some of the things. So you think it's it's fairly accurate? For what I've seen, yes. Okay. Okay. So what was your your encounter, as President spoke about in the email with uh, with the Queen? How did that uh, come about? At the end of her time there, uh, she came into our servants' mess and uh, she to meet all the groups. So there was like seven groups of us that did different beats. Uh, so she come up and I had to introduce her to all the boys in my team and just explain what, what shoot we were on and everything. And she, she stood and spoke about the two horses that I had, knew them by name, not me. Oh, <laughs> okay, really? so she knew, she knew the horses by name, but not you. <laughs> <laughs> but she, so she, she hung out and basically went down to the mess with you guys and, 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 uh, and, ha- and she had a, she had a drink with you? Ah, she had to be gin tonic. She comes along in the line, as you've seen on the TV all the time. Uh, you end up standing speaking to a lady in waiting or whoever, really. Right. More than you'd actually speak to the Queen. Like. So that's got, I mean, no. you're the Queen of England. No. That's No matter what you're used to, you know, uh, and, and encountering, that has to be a pretty amazing moment. Or were you pretty nonplussed by it? Oh, I, I'm definitely. I was definitely chuffed with it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, how would what's uh, Balmoral like? Did you get to spend much time inside? No, the boys moved in all their uh, well, all their clothing and everything when we first went there. So uh, I'm pretty sure. Hopefully, this isn't any secrets, like, but I'm pretty sure some of them were jumping in the Queen's bed for a bit. <laughs> you were you, you were all over the Queen's bed for a while, is what we got from that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So so the the uh, um, acts that you were not in the. Uh, 
castle a, a, a lot, correct? No, right. we, were, we were right outside. It's right outside the grounds is where they keep the ponies and everything. Just right outside the castle, sorry. I got gotcha. so you. Okay. Every day you went, you went up to the castle to pick up a new dignitary to go stalking. The thing that's interesting about Edinburgh and, and that general area where the castle is, that it, it, there's kind of like a, like a, like a straight through from, from the city down to the, to the castle. And so you're, you're always in proximity to Edinburgh, correct? Uh, Edinburgh's about two, two hours away. Oh, is it? Why two am I thinking away. it's, because I, I, we did both. <laughs> And I'm, I, I thought it was much closer. Okay. Hey, Ian, so with, with the, you, you've mentioned stalking a few times. Is that the main purpose of, of Balmoral, for people to come out there and go hunting? I think, yeah, to get the Queen to, well, it's basically their holidays, really, I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously they have dignitaries from all over the world. I would, I would dare say there's been presidents of the United States been over and everything. But So you, get, you would get allocated a dignitary every morning. And they would be, you would send one of the boys up to carry his rifle and his sandwiches and everything huh. until they shot one. Wow. So uh, what What American dignitaries were over there? That... I'm, I've never seen any of them. None no, of no them? American ones, sorry. It was just British ones that I dealt with, really. All right. Uh, we have a number of texts coming in uh, that are loving your accent. This one says, "Please have him on every day, swooning over the accent." <laughs> uh, but you are you're, you're a single man right now, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's got to be tough in in times of COVID. Like you said, we were just talking about what it would be like dating, yeah. trying to get some dating going right now. Is that even an an option for you? Ah, it's just a bit impossible, really, isn't it? Yeah. How old, how old, are, you, how old are you, by the way, Ian? I'm same age as Mecken. I'm forty five. Forty five. Forty five. Okay. Mecken. How do you say his last name? Mecken. Mecken Casey was going to say, but I cut it short. <laughs> oh yeah, Mecken Casey. Mac and Casey. So uh, I'm looking at Dumfries on the map. It's not too far from Lockerbie, which I guess is a town that some, uh, you know, many Americans would be familiar with. Is that yeah. is that true? Yeah. Okay. And what 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 is there to do in and around Dumfries? None. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you, what do you do now, Ian, uh, for work? I'm an excavator operator, digger driver. Excavator. Okay. All right. All right. Very cool. And and work is steady. You haven't you haven't been out of work since COVID. Furloughed last year for thirteen weeks, but I just painted everything in the house. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So you had a little bit of time, but now now you're back and actively working. Yeah. All right. Good. Hey, what would you think about the Super Bowl last night? I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people did. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you, do you, I come on singing. I'm not into his music, so I fell asleep. <laughs> does Does American football hold any fascination oh, yeah. to you? Yeah. Oh, I was down in Wembley and watched the. I'm sorry, I'm a Giants fan. I got to them before I got to. Ah, that's right. You can always change that. I mean, you don't necessarily have a um, geographical allegiance or anything like that. But Wait, is that when we were there? No, no, was no, no, no. Giants Dolphins. It was a terrible game. Ten okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, did you end up watching Man City Liverpool yesterday by any chance? I'm a massive Liverpool fan, so I turned the TV off. Ooh, that was a rough one. Would they lose four to one? Yes. Yikes. I decided uh, uh, over the weekend that I'm going to become a Premier League soccer fan, and uh, my friend is from Manchester, so I'm uh, I'm thinking I'm going to have to be a Man U guy. Is that uh, is that oh, bad no. cricket right there? That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I didn't want to do, not a fan of that. Yeah, what I didn't want to do was just go for the obby, uh, you know, team, you know, and Man City and Man U are, are you know in first and second place right now. Liverpool is not doing that great. Uh, I was told to stay away from Chelsea. No, nah, yes. Your glory hunters, Chelsea. But I don't mind Liverpool, but uh, Chelsea's got the guy from uh, Hershey. Uh, there was a, a soccer Pulisic. phenom. I'm sorry? Pulisic. Yep, yep, that's the guy. So there's a guy from Hershey who was a soccer well, phenom. Liverpool's owned by 
by the guys that own Red Sox. That might go against you as well. Oh, okay. the Red Sox, really? Mm. Uh-huh. Okay. It's a fascinating <laughs> dynamic over there with these different, with the different, uh, you know, uh, teams and, and, and the, the different cultures that are around all of the teams. It's, it's a little, oh, yeah. I mean, we, we have fandom here in the States, but there's, there's, it, it breaks down so much more over there, you know, in, in, in just in general areas and, and towns and everything. It's, it's pretty wild to see that. Who is it that Ryan Reynolds and, um, um, Rexham and Rexham. Rob McElhenney? It's Rexham. Yeah. Yeah. That's in Wales, correct? Yeah. Okay. They're a, they're a bit of well, bottom tier of the English divisions. Bottom tier of the English divisions. Yeah, and uh, I think they, yeah, they they wanted to kind of get started on that on that level. Well, yeah. it was affordable too. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, listen, man, we just thought it'd be cool to touch base with you. You know, after uh, hearing the email and and uh, that you've been with us for for so long that. Uh, it's really cool to finally actually speak to you after seeing the emails come in from time to time. Are you on social media at all, Ian? Hi. Yes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sort of. And, and uh, <laughs> what is your Instagram account? Yeah, Ian Murray. Ian right. Murray. He, uh, all right. So we'll make sure. We'll, 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 I it, thought you it, said, eh, he didn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so if you, uh, is it okay if we, we, we post it? If you, maybe you'll get some, um, some inquiries as to romance, long distance romance. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't know after that. <laughs> I think he said yes. I want, no, to see what, <laughs> I want to see what Ian looks like. How, how do you? Oh, s- no, you don't, you don't. No, we don't. Nah. <laughs> how do you spell your first name? I A I N. I A I N. That's a Scottish way. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, well, listen, man. When when this is all over, we we've got to have you. If you, if you come back to the states, we yeah. need to. We got to meet up for sure, and we'll we'll show you around town. Yeah, I had to apply to be the average, uh, not your average listener before. Oh, your average? When you first started that. You, 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 you applied for not your average listener? Yeah, with these, we've been in the Queen's Garden. Kathy <laughs> said to pop in, but I was trying to do the math and it wouldn't work. Nah, we couldn't have you on because we had to have two guys on who created their own language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that, you didn't have, the credentials weren't strong enough. No, no, that that's that that's cool. Well, you're you're on it now. You have your own your own segment. So uh, we're thrilled. We're looking at a picture. I guess it's of your your uh, your days in the yeah. in the army, uh, which is you at uh, Balmoral. This is, a, this is a cool picture, which would have been back then. Uh, yeah, so that would have been 1999. So a young man. How how many years did you do in the military? Uh, I joined at 16 and left about 23. You joined at 16 and left at 23. 16 and a half year old when I went to the army. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty wild. Nice. Character building. <laughs> All right, Ian, it is great to officially talk to you. And uh, and maybe, you know, if we have any questions down the road that concern uh, your area of the world, let's let's stay in touch, okay? Definitely. Thank you very much. All right. We appreciate it. Let's hear it for Ian Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Ian. Take care, bud. Oh, yeah. But we have to, uh, have to have the music. Uh, I... <laughs> Love that accent. Yeah. I have a hard time understanding a good portion of that accent because it's spoken kind of quickly. Very quickly, yeah. Um, there is a girl that I follow on Twitter. She goes by Miss uh, Punny Penny. Uh, and she is one of the most beautiful Irish ladies I've ever seen with that porcelain skin. Yeah. R- this red mane, huge hair. And so she posts these daily videos of her uh, using uh, Scottish... Obscure Scottish words, slang words. Okay. And I only, I understand about 30% of it Uh because she speaks so quickly. 
Uh, but I find it fascinating, and I find it incredibly attractive, huh. uh, especially on on women. That that's what's your name? Accent. It's Miss Punny Many. It's a play on money, money Penny. Money Penny. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, so Miss Punny P U N N Y Penny, and Penny, not Many. Penny. Punny Penny. Correct. Come on. Is she Irish or Scottish? She is Scottish. Okay. And she does your Scots word of the day, and it's uh, I find it fascinating. Yeah, uh, but but that I do I do love is, the dialects. Wow. Yeah. So my friends uh, Helen and Edward, they're from actually oh, uh, the same town of Donegal, but uh, Helen was raised in Manchester, so that's why I was. Um, I think I have to start rooting for Man U, but. Uh, Edward actually sounds a lot like that guy, Ian, that we just talked to, but right. they're from totally different countries. And I've gotten better at understanding what Edward's saying. He was uh, he was coaching my kid's soccer team for a little while there, and, you know, he's yelling out into the field, and I'm like, I don't think these kids have any idea what he's saying. <laughs> 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 what? Yeah, for real. I think he said it run faster. You know what's great is if you've ever seen... Oh, you're having a heart attack. <laughs> Damn it. I missed that entirely. If you've ever seen videos of uh, people from foreign-speaking uh, countries that pretend like they're speaking English. It's funny what their perception of ours is. It's the same is, thing yeah. as, as ours right. is of theirs. If you were to, you know, to fake a, uh, if you were to fake Spanish speak, well, it's the similar thing, but it's so weird to hear from an English-speaking so uh, all, individual. All my dialects are sort of broader versions, so yeah. that they're easily identifiable, right? Uh, but they, they, a lot of times, and they'll be the first to say that, a lot, a lot of the Brits and Scots and... and uh, uh, Irish people will say that the, the perception is that everyone from the United States has sort of a southern or Texas, yes. Yes. you know, uh, you know, this this bizarre sort of, you know, a lot of that comes also from the popularity years ago of the show Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was watching uh, Ted Lasso on its uh, Apple TV show, and I didn't know anything about it until we were mentioning the Golden Globe nominations. And there's a ton of nominations. So I was like, all right, let me give this thing a shot. And um, Jason Sudeikis plays a guy from Kansas who goes over and coaches a Premier League soccer team. It's a made-up team right. um, because I would have been a fan of that team if it were real. But um, one of the characters, this guy Roy, he starts making fun of him, of Jason Sudeikis' character. And he does the, hey, part, howdy, partner. Right, yeah. And he does that that whole accent. But And that's exactly what you're that talking about. That is the perception, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to play a little clip of Miss, oh. uh, Miss Punny Penny. I pulled it up on my phone here. Can I just plug this in, case? Yeah, just plug it in. Plug let it me in, know when you're ready in, to go. Plug it in. Plug it in. Here we go. <laughs> All right, lads. Scott's word of the day today is Ben. This is my favourite preposition because it's what my nanny I was used to say, and it means inside, within, or through, depending on the context. <laughs> An example sentence is, Aye, I ken she's Ben the hoose, but I then ken whether she's Ben the scullery or Ben the lobby. Apologies for the wet hair. I was Ben the shiver. That's it. So yeah. I don't understand what the hell she's saying. But I don't care. She's a <laughs> stunning young lady. She is. And, she's, and, hair and, and she's very funny. Too. Porcelain skin. Yes. Exactly the way Paston likes it. Yes, that. Yeah. I wish I could speak like that. Take you know? her, bend her over the table. <laughs> Have your way with her. With, of course, consent. Yes. You're Fart. not an animal. No. Farting in the Glen. I, when, when Farting we were, in the Glen. When we were in Ireland and met with uh, some locals and we were out having a pint, and uh, uh, we we did a kind of a game between me and this gal, and I forgot her name, but but where I would do an Irish accent and she would do an American right. accent, 
And so I, I did that. Oh, you know, I started speaking like this, and they started cracking up. Right. Like, oh, my God, that's just <laughs> ridiculous. And I'll go, I'll go, you do, are, you do yeah. your American accent. And, Steve, it wasn't the Southern thing. It was right. like, oh, my God, I yeah. just, I can't even believe this type of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it was like almost like what some people perceive as a New York type right, accent. Right, right, Not yes, really, right. It doesn't really sound like that. So I was busting her balls, too. So it's hard to get it just right, which is why I'm always amazed at the acting community of people who can nail it, absolutely nail well, it. Well, there are people who are paid to, to like, their vo- coach, co- you know, dialect yeah. coaches on set who listen to the lines. One of, A perfect example would be the way um, Meryl Streep did her Polish accent for Sophie's Choice. They, they had to have, I mean, you have to have someone there. Yeah. You know, to get it exactly right, because, you know, we, we've all heard horrible accents. I would love to go back over and do our show from England again. I would lo- I need to figure well, out a way to get that done. <laughs> listen, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. 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 That was a lot like, of fun. We, or North know, Korea would be great. <laughs> right? One Just show. to see. We'd yeah. really break down some barriers. Yeah. I'd like to do a week's worth of shows in London and maybe one show in North could you imagine? <laughs> now it's time for the bizarre file. Right. <laughs> oh god! I'd like to get to for the DMZ on the border of South Korea and North yeah. Korea. Yes. Look, look in, wave, and then that's enough. Bye bye. No, here's what we do: we set our broadcast table up so that the parallel goes right through the table. Yeah. Yeah. So that part of us is in North Korea. And uh, uh, suppressed, and the other part of the show is free to say whatever they want in South Korea. I can right. handle that. Do you remember yeah. Bam's stories? Yeah. Oh my God! Being in North Korea, the the the, the city shuts down at eight. The yeah. power the power ramps down. Yeah, uh, everyone is expected to be back in their homes. That's what he was saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't want to get on an elevator because literally it could shut down while yeah. you're going up and down. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Exactly. All right. Uh, anyhow, well, that was cool to talk to Ian. It was. Uh, I want to take a break and come back in a second and get into the B file. We do have some stories on the way. And you know what? I'll reiterate some of the information that we've learned, like a sort of version of the cardboard classic. It's yes. It's going to be happening this Still year. Still cool. It's not going to be an appearance where everybody can show up and be a part of, but maybe you can participate in creating a sled. We'll get those details when we return, as well as the B file story. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. MMR wherever you are on WMMR.com, our mobile app on your smart speaker, and at radio.com. Hey, if you've ever been interested in the Cardboard Classic, uh, maybe getting on board and building a sled and you've never done it before, this might be the year to try it out because this is for bragging rights only, mind you. Uh, but some of our biggest and most successful teams over the years have decided they wanted to continue on because we're not doing an in-person cardboard classic this year. I think the reason is obvious. Um, but the other teams want to keep the spirit alive and do a modified building competition and on a smaller scale. It's only going to be by uh, the sleds have to be four feet by six foot, or at least the base is. Mm-hmm. And therefore, if you would like to maybe do it for a first-time try, uh, you won't have to haul this thing out to the mountain. No. You won't have to do all the things that come along with it. All you have to do is build it and send pictures and... You never know. You might be crowned a champion right off the bat. The public is going to vote on this. So it's easy to do. You can get the details at WMMR.com. Uh, type in the keyword cardboard, and you'll be the rest. We will put the voting up. You can start building now. You can get entered and start building. Uh, but we'll have the vote on Friday, March 5th, 
and have it go through the weekend, Friday, March 5th, when we would have been doing the Cardboard Classic. Yes, yeah. And so this kind of keeps the spirit alive, and maybe you can just take a shot at it for fun, give you something to do. I, lo- I love this. Again, yeah. keeping the spirit alive is exactly right. Yep. So uh, details at WMMR.com. And I got a, a package sent to us. And it was a few days ago, and I forgot to read this, and i got to make sure I do this. This is from a guy named Will. He said, Dear President Steve Show, been a podcast listener for a few years now, and I've been a WMMR listener since we could pipe it in over the TV cable in my home, uh, hometown of Williamsport, PA, back in the early 70s. Heard you guys discussing the large fans that you see in gyms and other facilities. I am a project engineer, similar to the gentleman who called during your broadcast, and I've uh, specified high-volume, low-speed fans in warehouses across the country. Uh, there are about a dozen brands, and the most commonly known manufacturer is Big Ass Fans. Big right. Ass is the biggest. Yep. And he said their name has become generic, similar to Kleenex and Jacuzzi. Uh, they even employed William the Refrigerator Perry as their spokesman for a few years. Appearing in advertisements and trade shows. Not exactly sure why, unless it's because he has a big ass. Uh, Anyway, I had the fans installed in our Houston warehouse, and I asked the salesman to send some hats. And I wanted to pass this one along to you guys so you can take turns wearing it to show everyone that you're fans of big asses. Uh, Hope to see you at the next Camp Out for Hunger, and that is from Will Shibley. That's really nice. So he sent us the big ass fans hat uh-huh. as a gift. Who's going to get it first? I wanted to thank I assume Kathy. Will for that. Yeah, this has got Kathy written all, all over. over it. She's a camo gal. Yeah. And she's a big ass gal. So <laughs> it goes perfect. So thank you, Will. We appreciate that. I thought that was nice. Alright, we're going to do the Bizarre Files. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Files. All right, let's get right into this. Uh, Let's see where we will start. How about this? Uh, Authorities were contacted after a woman reported a stranger forcibly removed her shoe to film her bare feet in a Target. (laughs) Forcibly removed her shoe in a Target. Yeah, police were alerted of a situation involving a mother, child, and unknown male suspect in Target. A man reportedly approached a woman shopping with her child in the store asking to see her shoes. The woman refused the man's request, but he asked again to see her feet. I he said, let me see your feet. And then then he knelt down, pulled off her shoe and sock and started filming her bare foot. Goddamn foot with the thing. Uh, the man also allegedly began to film the woman's child before he ran out of the store. The suspect was described as a black man wearing a black jacket and purple pants. It's not known if the man walked or drove away. Was it Morris Day? Target that day. Uh, the incident was not caught on camera until the sus- and the suspect remains unidentified. But he just said, I need to see your feet. That's a freaky occurrence, Cabby. And Target. <laughs> no thanks. All right. Very little detail on this. Uh, a man was shot and killed in the parking lot of a Nashville business Friday night after a robbery prank for a YouTube channel went wrong. Oh, they were setting someone up? Well, when officers got to Urban Air, they learned that Timothy Wilkes, 20 years old, and a friend approached a group of people, including David Starnes Jr., with butcher knives as part of a prank. 
Starnes told detectives he was unaware of the prank. He shot and killed Wilkes in self-defense. So, no, this wasn't. They weren't trying to pull it over on somebody new or anything like that. Right? They're doing it on a group of strangers. You can't do no. that because someone might have a gun. Exactly. Not a good idea. So I, they're they're not charging him with anything, right? I, I don't have any yeah, other details yeah. than that. So probably not. They I thought he was being attacked. They thought they were being attacked. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A man has pleaded guilty in no contest involuntary manslaughter in an incident in which he accidentally killed his brother as the two men were reacting, reenacting how to disarm someone armed with a gun. <laughs> Jameson P. Miller was sentenced to 10 years in prison with all but 10 days suspended in the shooting death of Roy K. Long inside the home that they, they both lived. Miller and Long were not brothers by blood, but were raised together for many years and the families are very close. Uh, Miller called police to his home around 1 a.m. to report that he had shot his brother. Miller met officers outside when they arrived and said that he had shot his brother, who was still inside the home. Police found Long with a gunshot wound to his abdomen. Long was alive and conscious and told officers that he had been shot by his brother but insisted that it was by an accident. Uh, Long was taken to a hospital where he died of his injuries. Uh, During further questioning by police, Miller told the detective that he and his brother were drinking. They were discussing how to disarm a person because Long had had a problem with a neighbor who owns a firearm. Miller then pulled from his waistband his loaded 9mm semi-automatic pistol. Long then demonstrated how he would disarm the neighbor by grabbing Miller's firearm and twisting it, which caused Miller's finger to get caught in the trigger, the gun discharge striking Long in the abdomen. Miller was initially charged with reckless handling of a firearm causing permanent injury. Uh, but the district attorney later chose to indict Miller on a second charge of involuntary manslaughter. Even though there was audio, I mean, listen, it was stupid. But even if why didn't they take the clip out? By the way, but the if there was proof that the guy had said it was an accident, yeah, I don't know why ten years. Yeah, uh, I, I would think something a little less than that. I've heard, you know. Yeah. Worse things get less time than that. I mean, obviously, Absolutely. they were both doing something very stupid, but maybe they felt it was his responsibility to, to take the magazine out and make sure that there weren't any live ammo. Ten in there. years, but, man. Yeah, ten, ten years. years. Uh, Brooklyn Pruitt gave her horse, Oliver, a lot of extra love on Monday afternoon. Brooklyn, who is 13, was braiding Oliver's mane on Friday evening when he started getting anxious. She said, I'm looking around trying to see what he's scared about. Uh, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. In the distance, Brooklyn saw two young neighbors, uh, Nevada and Hope, who were on the frozen pond near her home in Ohio. She said they were playing around, slipping and sliding. So I thought it's probably a good idea to go check on them, and I had bad fe- a bad feeling something was going on. As Brooklyn approached the pond, she said she heard ice starting to break, and then she saw Hope fall in, followed by Nevada. Uh, She said, my friend, she was going out toward the middle, and she went in. This is what the 10-year-old said. So I went out to try and save her, but I fell in, too. Brooklyn said she used common sense and knew what to do from watching National Geographic. She said, I ran in there flailing around, and they told him, you guys, you got to stand still. You have to hang on to the edge of the ice. I'll come and get you. And I broke a path through instead of walking out and getting caught in a hole. I knew I had to to break a path through them so I had a clear way to swim them back. And wow. When I, when I got to them, they were freaking out a bit. So I told the oldest one to grab onto me and hold on to her, and the oldest one grabbed onto the little one. So it was like a little chain. Brooklyn said as she swam closer to the bank, her feet went numb. And she said, I just kept telling myself, keep swimming and hoping my body listened. And she's 10 years old? She's 13. Oh. 
Uh, the rescue was a success. By the time I swam back to get them, she said no one was hurt besides a couple of cut-up hands and some blue toes. Uh, Brooklyn walked the girls home and then ran to her own house. Her mom, Brenda, said the first thing I saw was a completely drenched girl in her boots. The water was sloshing out. Her hands were covered in blood. Jesus. She was hysterical and could, and could barely talk. And all I could get out of her was they fell through the ice and I had to save them. I had to save them. I'm surprised she didn't build an ambulance out of twigs. Uh, it's a proud parent moment for sure, she said, to think at her age yeah. she was able to keep it together and save somebody else. Brooke, Brooklyn said she wouldn't hesitate to do it again. She said, it's inhumane of you to not go and save someone. You can't just leave them there. Mm-hmm. How that's, great a, that's an amazing story at that's that it. age. All right, one last story. I have audio to accompany this. Preacher Andrew Womack has said in the past that God would cure COVID-19 by turning off virus receptors in our body. Well, that's cool. And that only people who aren't devout Christians can catch the virus. Well, that's not fair. Well, he makes things up. Okay. Uh, And this is his latest. It's not even necessary. During his uh, Cheris Daily Live Bible study on Tuesday, Womack claimed that he prayed away mildew in his home. Oh, my God. So here's a clip of him praying away mildew. You know, real quickly, we need to take questions, but real quickly, when my wife and I first got married, we were poor and we lived in a house that wasn't insulated. And so we had a gas heater on the inside to keep the place warm. But because there was no insulation, the walls sweat. And in the uh, closets, especially where it was dark and stuff like this, we just had mildew everywhere. And you know what I did? Instead of taking something and cleaning it off and repainting or something, I took Deuteronomy chapter 28 and read it. Mildew, you are a curse. Then I turned over to Galatians 3.13. I'm redeemed from you. And I spoke to mildew and cursed it. And did you know it went away without me having to clean it and do something? It was a curse. And I rebuked the curse. And I got free from that. How about that? I wonder if this guy can pray the snow off of my driveway. (laughs) He probably could. Anything that needs to be cleaned. Get rid of it. Deuteronomy. And there you go. Dude. You know, I needed stucco on my wall. I I didn't like the look. I wanted stucco. And so I prayed the stucco into being. I just uh, went to the Bible under uh, mildew, stucco, general home improvement. (laughs) You went to the end? I think that's a phone book, dude. I needed a bay window. (laughs) It's all there in the Bible. Under home insulation, HVAC. <laughs> Under general home improvement, I realized it was in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's in Corinthians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, and in fact, Corinthian leather, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. is what they put yeah. through that. And there, there, it was essentially it was a cleaning how to clean your Corinthian leather. Jesus was a carpenter, yeah, so it was. only stands to reason that he knew other contractors and how to get rid of them. <laughs> All right. Can you recommend a good guy that get the mildew out? And that, Jesus knew a great electrician. <laughs> that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's take a break. When we return, we shall reward you for listening this morning by doing a lesson question from today. And we have trash and music news as well coming up. Make sure you stay put. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
Let's do the lesson question. We're going to give away one of Stephen Singer's famous real 24-karat gold-dipped roses. By the way, it's uh, Valentine's Day on Sunday, so keep that in mind. So the question that we are going to ask this morning is... Sorry, I'm looking at these right now. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) How about... No, that's too vague. No. How about this? Some Pennsylvania men were high on hash, went squirrel hunting. One of the dudes almost bagged a squirrel with how many points? 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> Some Pennsylvania men were high on hash and went squirrel hunting. One of the dudes almost bagged a squirrel with how many points? 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. We'll get you on, see if you can win. We'll do the trash while that is taking place. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Let's get some stories. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, rapper Maud Sun claiming he and Avril Lavigne are just friends even after getting a, t- a tattoo of one of her song titles and her name on the back of his neck. Levine is backing up the claim despite having his name branded on her labia. Oh, oh my God. I think they're a thing. Confused Bachelorette star Claire Crawley revealing she has dyed her hair pink just to show she can, quote, do something crazy. Of course, many feel she already had done something crazy by letting brain-dead bachelor Dale Moss into her pants. And finally, Aaron Rodgers revealing he's engaged, and actress Shailene Woodley is apparently his new fiance. Friends close to Rodgers say this is his best shot at finally figuring out what the hell Divergent was about. That's your Hollywood trash. All righty, so we'll go to the phones and see if somebody knows the answer to this. Some Pennsylvania men were high on hash, went squirrel hunting. One of the dudes almost bagged a squirrel with how many points? 215-263-WMMR. It is Ryan that gets in first. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Good morning. All right, Ryan, how many points was that squirrel? Was it an eight-point squirrel? You got it. (laughs) One moment, Ryan. Got it right. We're going to give you a Steven Singer reel, uh, his famous reel 24-karat gold dip rose. Valentine's Day this Sunday. You can order yours now only at IHateStevenSinger.com. All right, music news. Here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. All right, uh, we're going to reiterate the story I had in entertainment news earlier this morning because it's music-related as well. But Marilyn Manson uh, keeps getting some accusations and uh, uh, basically uh, just bad words said about him as they continue. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood revealed more facts about her former relationship with Manson. Uh, His birth name is Brian Warner. Uh, But she says she had to file a police report against his current wife after she threatened to leak underage photos of Wood in order to ruin her career. If true, that's incredibly scummy and illegal. Yeah, I don't know which... I'm not sure if the underage means underage and naked or anything like that. I think maybe underage and intoxicated. Who knows? Mm. I'm not sure what it means. But in an Instagram story on Saturday, uh, she had said, Wood had wrote, on December 19th, I had to file a police report. After I was alerted to threats made by Brian's wife for conspiring to release photos of me when I was underage after being given large amounts of drugs and alcohol. After Brian performed on Halloween in Las Vegas to ruin my career and shut me up. Wood shared screenshots of a blackmail photo and uh, the police report she filed. 
Uh, additional allegations against Manson come from hmm. uh, Wolf Alice's uh, Ellie Roswell, who accused him of filming up her skirt without her consent when they met at a festival, and actor Corey Feldman, yeah, who accused Manson of decades-long mental and emotional abuse. I never and, even realized they had any sort of no. friendship or relationship or yeah. anything. Uh, on Saturday, Roswell tweeted, I met Marilyn backstage at a festival a few years ago after his compliments toward my band became more and more hyperbolic. So, wait a second. I didn't catch this from the first time around. Marilyn Manson complimented Corey Feldman's band? No, 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 no. This is uh, Roswell. Oh, okay. Uh, Ellie Roswell. <laughs> Uh, I became suspicious. That's where the story would fall apart. Of his behavior, I was shocked to look down and see he was filming up my skirt with a GoPro. Okay, all right. Uh, there were no repercussions for his behavior. His tour manager simply said he does this kind of thing all the time. Uh, also, uh, Feldman shared the details of his Manson experiences on Instagram over the weekend, writing, The night Marilyn Manson tried to use and abuse me as his play toy... By trying to manip- manipulate me into breaking my five years of sobriety to snort cocaine with him while gaslighting me for his press tour on mechanical animals was where the decades-long mental and emotional abuse began. Mm. I added that he was not physically harmed on that night, but described it as just the beginning of my nightmare. What was that song that uh, Feldman did? Just some uh, different note here. Remember that performance he did on the Today Show? The, uh, oh, yeah. Kitty, kitty. I don't uh-huh. remember <laughs> Oh, my God. It was weird. He had that hood on, and it just wasn't a good song. <laughs> and actually, I think the person who introduced him was Chanel from uh, formerly of Fox Trail. Oh, no kidding. Oh, really? Yeah, I think Maybe it was. Foo so. Fighters. By the way, we had the uh, Super Bowl uh, yeah. weekend here at MMR, and they've just dropped the video for No Son of Mine, uh, the band's third clip from the just-released Medicine at Midnight collection. Uh, the video follows the band's first two from the album Shame, Shame, and Waiting on a War. Uh, Dave spoke about how, how things have been loosening up with the Foo's activity, meaning in uh, COVID world. He said, we've been getting together a lot more safely and testing, so it feels like the only difference is we rehearse <clears throat> and do TV shows. So we've managed to somehow, in some st- strange way, be a band still. Although a release date has not been rolled out, we do know that the there is a track listing for Wolfgang Van Halen's debut album. A video was sent out uh, to Mammoth WVH's mailing list with a clip that showed what happens to be, or appears to be, the album's artwork with a 14-song lineup. Uh, the track listing is Mr. Ed, I would assume has like to do with his dad, Edward oh, Van okay. Halen. Oh, okay. It seems more sense, and that's his dad instead of... A song about a talking horse. Uh, horribly right. Epiphany. Don't back down. Resolve. You'll be the one. Mammoth circles. The big picture. Think it over. You're to blame. Feel. Stone. And distance. I assume he's on his dad's label, right? Good question. Don't really know. Uh, let's see. You can expect to hear a new Christmas song from Tommy Lee. Uh, during the 2021 holiday season, the Motley Crue drummer told VOA Music's Border Crossings that he started working on the track during a Southern California heat wave, and he said it just wasn't in the Christmas vibe, but he planned to return to it before the end of 2020. Ignoring fan requests and releasing a Christmas album. Yeah, so I don't know what the story is with that. Uh, and also, it's Coldplay is reportedly working on a new album called uh, Music of Spheres. 
According to The Sun, a source close to the band confirmed that they have been recording new music throughout the coronavirus lockdown. How long ago was their last album? I uh, don't know. Seems like a while, doesn't It'll it? It'll be their ninth studio uh, album. a year that. or two. Was it? Has yeah. it been? Okay. It, and, I'm, and it was like a double album, too, maybe? Okay. Yeah. All right, and then one last story. Speaking of live music, uh, Queen's Brian May revealed that he has discovered an, uh, an unheard pre-fame concert tape of the band recorded at London's Imperial College. Uh, the guitarist had said, we're always looking at finding stuff that is historically important. And this one tape that cropped up very recently, which I'm excited about, which is one of the first gigs we played in a lecture theater at Imperial College. He said, I didn't even know I had the cassette. The tape remains undated, but Queen performed at the venue several times, including July 18th, 1970, a show that was originally had their had their original bassist Mike Groves. Uh, he said we went on to or he went on to say of the recording we were very unformed on the tape. Hearing Freddie at that point in his development is fascinating. He had all the will and charisma and passion, but he didn't have the opportunity to harness that voice yet, which makes me hesitate a little bit because I'm not sure Freddie would be happy hearing himself at that stage. But I love what he says here. He goes. But strangely, if he were alive and sitting here at this moment, he'd probably be the same as me saying, oh, darling, we were kids. <laughs> uh, he and Roger Taylor are weighing their options as far as whether to release the show commercially. He said, we've debated what to do with it. A few years ago, uh, we'd have felt very protective and thought nobody should hear this because we're very rough. But now, in the position that we are in our, uh, our lives... We feel uh, forgiving. We're not ashamed of where we were at that time. It was us against the world. I'd love to hear it. I think yeah, it would be oh, really cool to, to get a peek into their early days. So. What was the commercial last night that featured Queen music? Ooh. Oh, it was for the, it was the, um, where super flat Matthew McConaughey is. Is that yeah. it? I think that was it. Yeah, yeah. I want to break free. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, you know what? Speaking of uh, the commercials Super last night, I'll do yeah. one more story. And Bruce Springsteen used his first television commercial in hopes of unifying America. Premiering during the Super Bowl was the two-minute in-the-middle ad for Jeep vehicles. During the ad, which is written and voiced by Springsteen, he discussed and is filmed in the U.S. Center Chapel in Lebanon, Texas, which sits directly in the middle of the United States. Uh, the ad closes with a map of the United States with the words to the reunited States of America. Uh, the commercial was a collaboration between Bruce, longtime director Tom Zimney, and Fiat Chrysler CMO Olivier Francois. Uh, Springsteen co-wrote the commercial score with his producer Ron Aniello. Uh, so that was uh, Bruce's first commercial from what I understand. It's freaking cold out here. <laughs> I don't know who'd want to live out here. And- country <laughs> and filthy and freezing and as one of the listeners one of our listeners uh pointed out he was driving around with the top off yeah. in the middle of winter in a jeep and no wonder he thought it was freaking cold come, to, come together <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of dumb i don't get out of here much as you can tell <laughs> <laughs> All right, and there you go. That's what I have in music news for you. All right, let's take a break. Get ready to wrap the whole thing up. We got 500 bucks to give away for the Word of the Week prize. We'll tell you exactly who that's from and everything in the first letter you need 
in your first step at getting that word and getting the money. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop. Like t-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops. With designs from retro MMR logos to the latest from the Preston and Steve Show branded hats and tops. For guys and gals, all with the MMR attitude you expect. Plus a few things to keep your pie hole happy, like coffee mugs and masks. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. Today is Monday. Monday, 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 Monday. Monday. Oh, that word. But... Good stuff in store, as we do have a cool word of the week prize, which I'm going to tell you about in just a moment. Uh, and we made some cool announcements on this Monday we morning. We did. Uh, we announced that the Cardboard Classic is carrying on in some form this year uh, for bragging rights, yeah. which is mainly what it's about anyway, usually. Honestly, the usual, yeah. The, the actual Cardboard Classic is always about just the event itself and everything else is sort of an additional. Yeah, it's a spectacle. That's it. So it can't be a spectacle this year, but it is going to be the Cardboard Classic Home Edition and you can build a smaller uh, sled this year with the restrictions being four by six foot base. And you might win with bragging rights. You can go to cardboard, uh, keyword cardboard at WMMR.com. And uh, some of our favorites over the years have decided to get this together and make this happen. So we already have some really cool teams involved. We do. If you want to be involved, you certainly can. You know, it was interesting also was pointed out that, that while we have a restriction on the actual base of the unit, you could go up 30, 40 stories. You could. 30, yeah. 40 stories. I'd like to see it. <laughs> uh, but you have to use uh, cardboard, tape, string, glue, paint only. So details available at the website. As are the details about our quarantine Cupid which you have until Wednesday to get in and let us know uh, why your significant other other deserves a Valentine's visit from the quarantine Cupid complete in hazmat suit. Yeah, you got to sell it, too. We got to believe that this person needs this. And they'll get a gold dip rose and a Star of Love diamond necklace for your special someone from uh, Steven Singer Jewelers. Wow. And we have $500 for the worst dating fails contest that's taking place. And this is pretty easy. You just essentially... Uh, get us a story as to your worst dating fail. Right. And uh, do you want me to give this example? Yeah, yeah this is a good example. Then. So here's an example. All right. Sarah in Bucks County writes. Sarah in Bucks County. I was in I was in dental assistant school, and I went on a first and only date with another dental student. While we were here, uh, well, I'm sorry, while we were at his apartment, he saw a bug on the wall, a centipede, and shot it with a gun. <laughs> no. A real gun with bullets, mind you. Yep, put a hole in the wall. Strangest date I ever had. A freaking gun. Are you kidding me? It's been years, but I've never forgotten this date. So that is the idea. That's a good one. Click contestwmmr.com to enter your story. The $500 winner will be announced on Friday, and it is brought to you by Tubi, free streaming service. You can download the Tubi app and start watching for free right now. I watch Tubi all the time. So those things are coming up, and they are this week, or at least the uh, the quarantine Cupid and the uh, worst dating fail. Uh, thank you to listener Ian Murray. Hey! All the way from Scotland, he gave us a call. And uh, he's been listening since, like, 2005. Stumbled across us on podcast and just wanted to check in. And, you know, he heard us talking about the show The Crown. And he had actually worked at Balmoral. Yeah. And had uh, had time, had a drink with the Queen. Queen came in, yeah, and sat down with the boys. Shared the story. Thought that was pretty cool. So it was nice to talk to him. Uh, it is nice to see uh, Mr. Pierre Robert. Yay! 
in the studio. Good morning, sir. And to be seen is nice. How are we doing? Fine, thank you. Enjoyable weekend. Very pleasant. Enjoy the beautiful scenery of yesterday's snowfall. I did. I did. Um, I didn't watch the the game, though. Okay. No. That's all right. Um, uh, well, I, I watched a little bit of the halftime show. I didn't know the weekend wasn't just one guy. <laughs> Right. No, it is. He is just one guy. He's just yeah. one guy. Yeah. Uh, it, the weekend was it? It was. I thought a weekday would have been just as good. <laughs> right. Exactly. But a weekend. Yeah. How can one person be the weekend? How by the way, one person be a weekend. Try typing the weekend the way he spells oh. it without having autocorrect jump in and fix it every freaking time. Exactly. How he, does he spell it? W e e k n d. Oh. Okay. Oh, I yeah. Gotcha. Autocorrect always messes me up so bad. I think your performer name should be Fortnite. Well, it's a video yeah. game. Yeah, I know. So, My porn name, you mean? Weeknight. No, not your porn name. Oh. Your performer name. Oh. <laughs> your porn name. What would your porn name be? Well, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> How about Pierre North? Pierre North! Oh. No. Yeah. That's Pete. outstanding. Pete. No. Pete, Pete North. North. Well, there already is a Peter. There North. is already a Peter. Uh, yeah. yeah. We'll work on that. Okay. Right. How about the letter of the day? Can we work on that? We send. All right. We send. Preston and Steve <laughs> on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter W as in world. You are correct, sir. We have $500 from Tubi to give away a free streaming service, mind you, with more than 30,000 movies and television shows. With Valentine's Day coming up this weekend, we got another $500 to give away for the worst dating fail story. I just mentioned that. You can click contest WMMR.com and submit yours. Tubi, by the way, is truly free. That means no subscriptions, no hidden fees. Download the Tubi app. That's T-U-B-I. And start watching for free right now. Uh, what's in store for this Monday afternoon, sir? Well, we'll have a workforce box of Peter Gabriel, of Motley Crue. We had a birthday of Bob Marley over the weekend. We will celebrate that. Love it. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you. Pierre's got you covered. We're going to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. Also by Citadel Credit Union and committed to building strength together to build a better future for us all. And finally brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve show. Tuesday, we're still getting it together, but I do know that we will have a chance to win a Preston and Steve tattoo mm-hmm. for Tattoo Tuesday. That and more. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. How you doing? My name is Anthony Galatanzo from Anthony's Upholstery. Auto, boat, and small planes. Phone number is 856-631-9021. 411 North Grove Street, Berlin, New Jersey. We do it all. Custom and original and repairs. Next message. Hi, this is Lynn from Firefly Lash Studio located in Berlin, New Jersey. Here at Firefly Lash I pride myself with giving each client that look that they're trying to achieve while also giving them a relaxing experience all at affordable prices. And hey, a face mask looks so much better with a fresh set of lashes. And guys, gift certificates are a great Valentine's Day gift. Please check out Firefly Lashes Facebook and Instagram pages for booking. Or you can call or text the studio at 856-336-5586. Mention President Steve and receive 10% off your service. Looking forward to seeing you.
the Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.